from the bell tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show that continues to stretch your squishy little brains every single week. At least we try to. Welcome to the Break the Bell Podcast. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. We are here to do much more than squish today. We're not squishing, we're stretching today. Yes, yes. So how's everybody doing out there? It is yet another Monday night. Can you believe it's another Monday night? I cannot believe it. It goes so fast. I know. It's like uh, one Monday's gone and then... We put out the episode on Wednesday, and yep. then we got the weekend wrap-up, and then it's Monday night all over We're again, back. and we get to do this all over again. Yes. The good thing is, still, even after almost two years of doing this, this is still like the highlight of my week is Absolutely. doing the show. Maybe yeah. that's sad on my part. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no, I need more no. of a life, but um, I, I I look forward to doing this show every night. Yeah. I look, or not every night, but every every week. I would love to do a show every night. That would be amazing. That would be a lot of work. Yes. I mean, yes. it takes a lot just to do two episodes yes. a week. But I, I, I think I would probably be a bachelor if that was the case. So. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, unless unless we were making money to the point where we could do right. it full time, yes. making money. And this off was of our it. job. Yes. Yeah, and then that, that would, would be, be different, different story. Yeah. It's like, well, I, I gotta go do this, babe. Yeah. Do you you want to go right? earn money. You right. want you want to live in you know this house, right? Right. But yeah. at this point that's not the case. No. Um, we don't make money at all really. No. We make enough money to keep the lights on keep the 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 programs right, running right. and that's about it so yeah which but, is good enough which is suffice for me yeah and me I, too even if we weren't making that i would still just keep yeah. doing what we're doing because i mean that's how we started out uh, we were forking out money mm-hmm. to do it and now it's paying for itself so i guess that's a that's a start yeah. um yeah. if we can be self-sufficient at least on that level yeah. I'm, I'm fine and i'm I mean, that's a step up. Absolutely. Uh, all what, that to say, I love doing this. Absolutely. What what episode is this? This is like 97. We are pushing our 100th oh. main you episode. You got something big planned for 100? Uh, I haven't decided yet. I plan okay. to. I plan to have something big planned. All right, <laughs> and all that's right. as far as it's gone. <laughs> Three weeks from now, I think, is our 100th main episode. That's not our 100th total episode. We are yeah. sitting at probably 160 total right, episodes right. with the weekend wrap-ups. But I only count... The main ones. The main ones right. towards that 100 number, that big number. So hmm. uh, here in a few weeks, we're going to be sitting at the big 100. And I, I feel like that's like, I mean, you, you're kind of, I wouldn't say we're a veteran at that point, yeah. but we, we've, I, I guess people might think we have our shit together at that point. You would think so. People, after they, episodes, they right? might see yeah. like that 100 episode right. mark and be like, "Oh, these people know what they're right. doing." And, and then they watch the show, and then they realize we have no freaking clue what we're right. doing, which is fine because we don't yeah. know what right. we're doing. And it's better that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's better if we don't know what we're doing. We literally claim on almost every single episode we are not professionals. No. We 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 no. just do this, exactly. and we screw up, and we make mistakes, and we. I think it kind of makes the show better and more so more too. relatable. Exactly. And that is my excuse for continually yes, screwing absolutely. up, is we want to be relatable to yes. you. We don't want you people to feel like we're above you. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> we want you to know that we're, we we screw up as much as you, so anybody else. all our screw-ups are intentional, obviously. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you, do, you look really comfortable in that I new am. chair. I, I don't know if you guys can tell, but yes, I have a new chair. It, it, it swivels, swivels. It rocks it leans back. back. Like, and, I can yeah. put the mic right here, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah you can what's p- going on? almost take fall asleep, which yes. has never happened happened in the metal chair. No. I mean, we don't have video evidence of you passing out and not eating <laughs> your ass out. Not ever. Not when we filmed at one in the morning. Yeah. So how's everybody doing? 
Monday night. We got a good show, I think, planned yeah, for you. Yeah, I think so, too. Right, this war rages on, and I, I think we continually, week to week, keep saying, uh, we're not going to continually talk about the Russian war unless right. something else happens. And something every week happens. something else comes up yeah. or so, some main narrative comes up that everybody's like, oh, my God, this yeah. is happening. It's like, well, all right, let, let's back up. Right. Let's discuss this. Yeah. And right. the, the the topic of today is um, this... What is the place? Bucha? Bucha. Yes. The Bucha genocide is what they're calling it. And, yes. Or the Bucha massacre or genocide, whatever you're wanting to call it. And whenever I hear that word genocide, my my brain bells start to tingle. My yeah. spidey sense starts, starts well, to tingle. It's a strong it's like, word. It really is. It's, I so. mean, you're, you're making some pretty bold claims by yeah. calling anything a genocide. So yeah. um, we're going we're gonna to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about um, kind of the, the evidence surrounding it. The, but what both sides are accusing each other of yeah. in this whole event, and then we're gonna get dig into like the U.S.'s long uh, history of false flags and pulling us into wars with false flags. Not yes. saying that this is necessarily a false flag, but I mean, there's reason to. But there's enough a, questions on both sides. Well, there's I enough reason. There's enough history with right. our country yes. to to wonder. Hey, um, is this a false flag? Yeah. I mean, especially being kind of conspiracy yeah. conspiracy minded, like I tend to be. It's just like I see something like that. It's like, oh, uh, here we go again. So uh, we're going to talk about all that stuff. And well, and I think you know because this is another one that has been kind of precipitated by Britain, mm. right? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And and, and Britain, I didn't gather that until you you had yeah. mentioned. I'm just like, oh, it, yeah. It and, and Britain seems to be become the world's like, like town crier, right? Like they're they're the ones that see something. and They're like, did you see what they did? Go get them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the case with this whole this whole Russia Ukraine uh, mm-hmm. scenario we got unfolding through this is the second month it's going on yeah damn yeah so we're gonna get into all that don't worry it's gonna be fun um the the interesting thing i found is nobody's really like questioning this nobody's actually even really talking about this on social media at least all the mainstream news is picking it up but you're not seeing people talking about it like oh genocide in bucha genocide in ukraine you're not seeing that all over twitter yeah and that makes me wonder if people are questioning it and yeah. just aren't like publicly coming right, out like right. we're we are coming out of the closet and questioning it because yes. it's it's what we do. Like I yes. said, we like to stretch are, our are brains. Are you going to term this episode coming out of the closet? <laughs> not <laughs> because not you this might one. get a lot more hits than what. Uh... <laughs> no, this one is uh, titled "Genocide and False Flags" because no. we're talking about genocide and false flags. Uh, before we get into this episode, obviously we got to mention our sponsor, the official coffee of the Break the Bell co- uh, Break the Bell podcast that is Run Your Mouth Coffee. It's a coffee company, makes delicious coffee and also supports your right to sit here and do a show where every single week, every topic you talk about, you have to ask yourself, is this going to get us kicked off? <laughs> because it seems like week by week is yeah. is this is this going to be the one? Is yeah. this going to be be the the one that does this in as a podcast and run your mouth coffee uh was formed on the premise of they don't like censorship of your speech they don't like uh you being canceled for saying certain things for talking about for discussing certain things for asking questions um that that should be asked uh that's, I mean, that's the whole premise of Run Your Mouth Coffee. They they support free speech and they make delicious coffee. Uh, and who doesn't love 
both of those things. A communist. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely communist. So go to RYM Coffee. Tell them we sent you once again by using that promo code Break the Bell. That's all one word, and you will get ten percent off your purchase plus free shipping. And I mean that's that's freedom in a nutshell, right there. I mean free speech, coffee, and Star discounts. Star Spangled Nutshell. <laughs> Star Spangled Nutshell. <laughs> RYMCoffee.com. Drink coffee. Support free speech. That's it. That's right. Do it. Do it now. Drink your coffee. Check us out all over the social medias, the interwebs, everywhere that we are. Check us out there. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, uh, we're on Getter. I haven't done anything on Getter. Is anybody yeah. doing anything on Getter? I, I, I've been like sharing our episodes on Getter. Okay, so Bill's so. doing something on Getter. Um, if you're on Getter, let us know, and we'll look you up. Uh, send us uh, your your handle or whatever. Do the Getter people call them handles, too? I uh, I think know. that's just, I, isn't that just across the board social yeah. media? So, I, I've noticed with Getter though, like it's a little bit harder to like get a following. Yeah, so really. it's like I, I follow like you know a bunch of people, and you know I think I have maybe like six followers. Well, it, it's interesting. I, I'm starting to get to the crowds that follow back oh, okay. on Twitter at least. Yeah. I, I noticed on Parler, the thing I liked about Parler is you you follow somebody, they typically followed you back. Right. Uh, in the early days when we were on Twitter, I noticed, man, I'd follow and follow and follow, and nobody would follow back. But, I mean, it's just like if you yeah. don't have a certain amount of followers, people are like, oh, you're not good enough. It's right. not worth right. my effort to follow you back because yeah. what, what are you for me? What are you going right. to do for me? Right. Even if you repost my my tweet, if you only have two followers, who fucking cares? Right. So to me, I, I don't care how many followers yeah. you have. If you if you took the effort to follow me, I'm going to follow you back because that's just what people do out of the kindness of their hearts, I would think. do. Yeah, so follow us all over social media. Like, subscribe, share, all that fun, happy bullshit that the, the kids these days are telling you to do on social media. How's a tw- how's a TikTok going for you? I know I know you're a big TikTok guy now. I, you know, I... I Originally, we got on it for so we can view like one specific person. one specific person. We wanted to, yes, yeah, and nobody else in our group had TikTok, and I'm like, fine, I'll bite the bullet, I'll download it. And at first, like, yes, it's as bad as you think. Like, it's um, from what I describe it as, it's a bunch of underage girls dancing and wearing slutty clothes. Yes, and that's why I was just like, I I don't want this anywhere but, but, near but my phone. But then I found. There's like these survivalist people. So there and, are pockets of TikTok out there that are that is useful. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There. Yeah. There. There's. Um, yeah. Survivalists. Some DIY. There's um, like different uh, weightlifting routines and stuff really? like that, and nutritionists and like recipes. There's cooks on there. So there. There is a good pocket. So I don't see any of the the crappy, slutty, whatever okay. anymore. I, I only get the good stuff. All right. Now. So, so it kind of like picks up on your your yeah, algorithms yeah. and stuff. Well, so. I never spend enough time for the yes. algorithms to kick right. in. Uh, now I still would not let my kids on it. Right. To save it, but it's it's. Got a use. Okay. I'll say that. Well, we are on TikTok. If we you are. want to follow us, I haven't posted, I've only posted a couple of clips on it, but if you're on TikTok and you want us to spend time on TikTok, let me know that too. Interesting. Go follow us on TikTok. Uh, otherwise, just go to our website, breakthebellpod.com, and you can find links to most of our so the main social media pages, as well as links to our store. Get hook you up with some cool merch and shit like that. So help there, support us out cool that way. Merch. We do yeah. have pretty cool mer- yeah. merch. Check it out. BreakTheBellPod.com. I'm ready to get into this show because this is going to be an interesting one. Like I said, yeah. not too many people are talking about this, so we want to get ahead of the curve. 
Absolutely. That's what we like to do. Let's do it. So we're going to get into this intro, and when we come back, we're going to talk genocide and Woo! false flags. We, we like to hit all the happy wounds. You got really <laughs> cheerful about the word genocide. You're like, genocide, yes! yes! All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> what did you say? You talking to me? What, what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What did he say? What did he say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Uh, uh, did you just say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? All right, are you ready to do this? Let's do it. Let's do this. Let's so, jump into some genocide. Again, I have to preface. We don't intend to talk about the Russia-Ukraine war, just like we didn't intend to talk about COVID as much yeah, as right, it came right. up, just like we didn't intend to talk about like the, the election cycle, right. the 2020 election cycle. Right. I mean, things just come up every yeah. week. It's not like we're just uh, giving right. daily updates on like yes. the like the uh, twenty four hour news right. cycle this on, week in in Ukraine. Yeah, uh, the late this week's updates on the war in Ukraine. No, just it's just every week something a main headline pops up, yeah. and it's just like, well, I we can't ignore that. And and I would say that what's going on in Ukraine is, I would say it, it, it's it's world shaking. Yeah. Like, oh mean, yeah. Because the way that economies are evolving, one way or another, mm-hmm. is it's going to change the face of. The, like the international landscape. Well, well, just this weekend or, la- or late last week, uh, Russia decided to make their ruble gold yes. gold backed. Yeah, and uh, I mean that's that's earth changing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just uh, certain um, economies are going, countries' economies are going to resource backed yeah. uh, currencies rather than fiat currencies. We talked about China's oil backed currency, and now Russia's going to gold backed currency. Right. So. Um, I mean, that alone is going to yeah, really shake things up. But, I mean, that's not what we're here to talk about. But it seemed like last week it seemed like the war was kind of tightening up a little bit. You know, yeah, right. there was uh, there was like talks of compromise between Ukraine and Russia. Like Ukraine was like, all right, you win. We're not going to join NATO. Right. All right. Uh, uh, could, could you just back off a little bit and, and we'll talk this thing out? Russia was kind of narrowing its focus. They were shifting focus. They're like, all right, we're going to narrow this down to just these regions here. We're not going to just widespread blanket across Ukraine anymore. And, like, the troops started pulling back from Kiev, whether they were beat back or they are pulled back because of his narrowing agenda. I I don't know. Depends on which side you ask. And then, suddenly, it seemed like out of nowhere, as they're pulling back, in all the aftermath of all that, all of a sudden, we just get hit in the face with genocide. Right. 
And I think this was yesterday or Saturday. I think it was early yesterday. I was like, yeah, I think so, too. What is going on? And at first it was just like one headline. I was like, yeah, that you're, we're going to have that with a yeah. war. You're going right. to have people screaming. Then all of a sudden, it was like every major news news uh, network was like, yeah. genocide in Bucha or whatever, right. genocide or massacres or or what have civilian deaths, mass civilian graves, all this stuff. And it's just like, all right, yeah. all right, what's going on here? And, and red flags started going off with yeah. me. Uh, fact check this podcast says... I don't intend to be a raging racist. It just happens. <laughs> Not sure what that's referring to. Okay. That is, uh, uh, I mean, I've been on his show. That's Justin Campbell of the Fact Check This Podcast. He, yeah. He's, go check out his podcast because it's awesome too. Yeah. Um, I, I'm glad you're, not intending to be a racist. I'm not sure where you're going with this, but awesome. Uh, it's good to have you on, Justin. Uh, so where were we going? Genocide. There yes. you go. Yes. So all of a sudden, in your face, genocide everywhere. Everywhere you look, it's genocide. <laughs> and it just makes me, like like I said, my, my conspiracy brain just instantly starts, the bells right. start going off like, all right, what's, what's really going on here? Yeah. What's really happening here? Because um, this just seemingly came out of nowhere. Right, because it's one thing to, to you know, yell, you know, fire in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, but, uh, but to heal genocide in a war, <laughs> that's a whole different right, story. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're, you're, you're changing the whole face. Yes, war sucks. People mm. die. But you go genocide. And we, we I do, mean, we don't want to seem like, um, like assholes, I guess you could call yeah. us. Because um, I'm going to say a lot. War is ugly. Yeah. It is. And you just said yeah. people die. That doesn't mean right. we're okay with that. No. That doesn't mean we're like, eh, whatever. It's just yeah. it's just the culture of war. Right. You, you got to put up with. Yeah. No, that's why we didn't want to fucking go to war in the first place exactly. because war is ugly. Yes. War is a nasty thing. People die. People do shitty yeah. things, even outside the scope of your rules of engagement Absolutely. or the Geneva yeah. Convention. Absolutely. Or I mean, people just do shitty things. Yeah. And so that's why I don't want to go to war. That's mm-hmm. why I don't want to get. U.S. troops involved in another yeah. overseas war because war is ugly. Absolutely. Um, fact check this podcast says you said you don't intend to talk about Ukraine, COVID, etc. Just saying, I share your pain. Oh, okay, I get the Fair analogy. Enough. Fair enough. Yes. All right, so I this was yesterday. This popped up on CNN. It says um, CNN team on the scene of a mass grave in Ukrainian town of Bucha. And this is what they saw. So let me pull this one up, because this, I think, is the first article I'd seen. This this mass grave in Bucha, Ukraine. I'm just like, oh, oh, that's, that's a little... Yeah, right. I mean, that's getting a little out there. Not saying that doesn't happen, but I that caught, that's what first caught my attention. Right, right. So this one starts out, it says, a mass grave has been discovered in the town of Bucha, in the outskirts of the Ukrainian capital of Kiev, a CNN team found. Bodies were first buried in the grave on the grounds of the Church of St. Andrew's Pyrzafanaho, All Saints. They always got to throw in. I mean, why are Russian-Ukrainian words like 35 <laughs> characters long? Yeah, well, they just don't want people to say it a lot. Well, the, <laughs> the Russians don't even have the same alphabetical yeah. characters as us, so why can't we shorten that up in the translation? Right. Uh, I'm I mean, sure there is I a feel translation. like that's on us. Yes, yes. I, that's just laziness on our <laughs> yes. side. In the first days of the war, residents told CNN, CNN saw at least a dozen bodies and body bags pilled inside the grave. I'm guessing that means piled inside the grave. Yes, but They spell pilled. Some were already partially covered. So, so get that. CNN saw 
so the, the people, the, the source this is coming from saw at least a dozen. Okay. Okay? Doesn't sound like a mass grave to right. me. I mean, there's more than one, I guess you could call that mass. But Yeah, I, I guess it's, yeah, definition of mass. It says, according to residents, more bodies are already buried on site. They said they belong mostly to civilians killed in the fighting around Bucha. Residents told CNN that around 150 people are buried there. So CNN says 12, okay. at least 12. Residents say about 150 people. The mayor of Bucha said in public remarks Saturday that there could be up to 300 victims buried there. Hmm. So so which which do we believe That's a big here? difference between, yeah, between maybe a 12 dozen and, and 300. Yeah, right. Even between 150 and 300. And I would think the residents would have more of an idea than the mayor because they're right. there locally. And they say, oh, yeah, about 150. And the mayor's like, yeah, let's just bump that up to about 300. It's like... Uh, uh, whenever our boss tries to do a bid on a job, and we're like, "Hey, we should bid." I calculate that out to like thirty six hundred. He's like, "Why don't yeah. you just round it up to like forty five hundred?" It's like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" <laughs> so that's what this seems yeah. like. Uh, according to the Oxford Dictionary, here, a mass grave is a pit dug in the ground to receive a large number of corpses. So, what defines a large number of corpses? Then is twelve uh, a large number? Right. I don't yeah. consider twelve a large. No, number. I, I mean, consider- I guess it depends on what we're talking about. If we're talking about like uh, potato chips, that's not a very right. large number. But if it's, it's talking about like nuclear bombs, twelve I'd say is pretty. Twelve significant. is a lot of yeah. nuclear bombs. Yes. So, <laughs> but but I wouldn't define twelve bodies in a pit a mass grave. I I wouldn't either. But what do we know? I mean, one hundred fifty. Right. Yes. Yes. Three hundred. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. And I'm not saying these people are wrong and CNN's right. I yeah. Good on CNN for saying we only saw twelve. Right. And we can't. Really contest anything, anything else. else but 12, but people are saying this. Right. So at least they're being a little bit right. like they're, they're, they have a little bit of integrity on that part, right. I guess. Right, right. So CNN was unable to independently verify those numbers or the identities of nationalities of those buried in the grave. The earth on the church ground appears to have been recently moved, so it is feasible that a large number of bodies is buried there. And I, I, I have the picture of the mass grave right here. You can see where there's clearly body bags in there, a, a, a few body I, I, bags, and then you see like piles of dirt. Like there could have been, they could have piled over. How do they know that those bodies are like if they're already recent. in body bags? Well, no, well that and but how do they know those bodies are from this? That right? fucking great question. I mean, they, they could have been from 2014. Yeah. Right? I mean, how been, do they know? Yeah, it could have just been a mass. This could have been the, like the local city's graveyard. Right. They're just like, oh, yeah. somebody else died. Yeah. Dump them in there. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know. There's nothing that. Right. There's no real evidence of where this came from that I've seen anyway. Right. We just know what people have seen. It's not like CNN's like, yeah, we opened a couple of the bags and they do seem to be fresh. Yeah. Right. Well, again, CNN isn't even able to identify the the nationalities of the people, let alone the people in the graves. So it says, uh, Bucha has seen some of the heaviest fighting since the war started. Destroyed Russian vehicles line the streets, and most houses have been damaged in some way, with a large portion of the buildings there completely destroyed. CNN's senior international correspondent, Fred Plaitgen, producer Vasco Cotovio, producer this person and that person and this person, also saw people at the site of the mass grave crying and looking for bodies of lost loved ones. Well, but yeah, that's naturally what you would do. Right. Nothing strange there. Right. Uh, so that's uh, 
that's it. There was another city that was mostly destroyed, and this is uh, Chernihiv. is about 70% destroyed, it says, and it is similar to the aftermath, I guess, of Bucha, but mm. everybody's fo- focusing specifically on this Bucha area right because now. Because of the bodies. Because the bodies hit the floor. Nice. They let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> anyway, wow, we're making this way too lighthearted. We really are. <laughs> so, uh, again, that, that picture, you can see how there's potentially more than right. just the 12. I, I, uh, I agree there's probably more than 12 bodies yeah. there. I'm not going to be one that's like, oh, there's only 12. Why are they saying 300? I, right. it, it does raise question to, to me when the locals say 150, the mayor says 300. Now it's like upwards of 500. It's like... Right, yeah, uh, the number keeps going up. Yeah, can we can we get our story straight? Can right. we like collectively get together, maybe count the bodies, right. and then come up with the number? Yeah, before you start just, reporting <laughs> on just it, guessing. Right. Yeah, and, and that's this this whole thing because I think it was April second that this was all come to light, and then by April third, everybody was slamming this all over. It's right. just like nobody's had really time to comb through the aftermath right. of yeah. this, and they just look around and see a bunch of bodies, and they're like, oh, yeah. shit, a bunch of bodies. This looks like right. a massacre. I mean, it's yeah, it seems to me that they need to bring in you know some kind of investigation team to do like a thorough search before they start Dig slapping. Dig up the bodies? Right. I mean, what's uh, is start there anything? Start slapping genocide all over the headlines. I mean, in on a crime scene here, if you saw a mass yes. grave, what would you do? Well, I mean, you tape it off and you and start, dig it up. Yeah, you dig it up. <laughs> Figure out who the hell it right. is. Exactly, and how many exactly bodies you have. And how do we know some of those bodies aren't Russians well, in that mass grave? Right, you don't know. I mean, how do you we don't know? know? Like you said, how how do we know it's not from some some other yeah. war or something? I mean, the the ones scattered all over the ground that you see. Yes, I understand. That's probably from right. recent incidents right. here, but. The mass grave, we don't know who those people right. are until we dig it up. And yeah. this was just unearthed, no pun intended, unearthed uh, April 2nd. And then by April 3rd, everybody's like, oh, this is all right. Ukrainian civilians. Right. Based on what? Yeah, how do you know? So, and again, this I mean, this could be 100% accurate. Yeah. This could be 100% a lie. We're just saying what we see here. And we're we're speculating ourselves, right. like yeah. everybody else in the, in well, the world and, gets. But to I speculate. think these are questions that need to be asked yeah. when you look at the the history of of conflict in the last, you know, thirty forty years. Yeah. You know, there's there's questions that need to be asked because there there's there's propaganda that tries to push one side or and this war more than others seems like there's a hell of a lot of propaganda. Hell of a lot of propaganda. Hell of a lot of like being reactionary. Right. Like like right. Jumping the gun on off of like emotional response right. and, and stuff like that, and that's what they're playing into is our yes. re- emotional response, and that's what actually gets my my bells and whistles blowing. Right. Is because um, nine times out of ten, it seems that when they're playing on our emotional response, they're either covering for something or trying to push us into something, right. or yeah, trying to get us to not look at something or trying to get us to push into something that they want us to be involved Absolutely. in, like a war. Yes. Um, Speaking of emotional responses, President Zelensky on this article spelled with two Y's because every article they has to spell They never spell it his name the same. <laughs> I know. It pisses me off. <laughs> is it E-Y? Is it Y? Is it Y-Y? Is it I-Y? I don't know. Y-Y? Anybody, yeah, I, yeah, this one's Y-Y. Zelensky with two Y's. Uh, but this one is from Fox News, and it says, Zelensky reacts to devastating images coming out of Ukraine. And he says, this isn't coming from, like, the mainstream new media sources, like, oh, this looks like genocide. No, this is President Zelensky says, this is genocide. Okay. This right here is genocide. 
So, we're going to share this one. First of all, actually, before I do, I, I want to look up the definition of genocide because, um, again, like with mass, mass graves, I feel like maybe we're, we're overusing a word here. Sure. Define genocide. Wow, you type G and it's the first thing that pops up. So we're not the only ones who thought this. All right, so genocide, the definition of genocide. The deliberate killing of a large number of people from a particular nation or ethnic group with the aim of destroying the nation or group. I mean, do you, is there any evidence that the Russians want to wipe out like, eth is there any evidence of, like, ethnic cleansing no, here? No, I don't is think so. Is there any evidence of, has Putin ever come out and been like, we're going to just kill off all the Ukrainians? Yeah, we we no. hate Ukrainians. Has he even said, we hate Ukrainians? No. Or no. had any animosity towards Ukrainians? No. No, it's been, uh, hey, let's, uh, let's we want to advance our objective here, and that is to keep Ukraine out of NATO, that's right. to keep the West out of our, our business right. here. Um, never once has Putin himself been like, Death's yeah. all Ukrainians. Yeah, we, we we don't like you Ukrainians. I yeah. mean, I've heard more reports of certain groups out of Ukraine saying, we hate Russians, right. than I have of the and, people and in I Russia say saying, that, we hate Ukrainians. probably accurate. So, um, back to this Fox News article where Zelensky calls this genocide, genocide which, again, I, I feel like we're... We might be inflating this a little bit, right? But listen to what he has to say because I mean he's he's all on board with this. He's not like oh I misused that word. Right. No, he's, he's flat out he, defining yeah. it. Says Ukrainian President uh, Volodymyr Zelensky on Sunday reacted to disturbing new images coming out of the suburb of the capital Kiev, showing the bodies of executed civilians by calling Russia's attacks genocide. Indeed, this is genocide, Zelensky said during a Face the Nation interview on CBS. The elimination of a whole nation and the people. We are citizens of Ukraine. Hmm. Last time I checked, 150, even 300, 500, whatever the yeah. number is now, is nowhere near the elimination of a whole nation yeah. of the whole nation of people. Let's um, uh, there, there's let's see here what the population of, of Ukraine, Ukraine is. is. It's like probably 50 million or something like that maybe more i don't know it's it's a lot more than 500 44.13 million there you go i wasn't too yes. far off so that's a very small percentage yeah so i mean he's defining like i said you can't say oh he kind of misspoke he meant to say massacre no. not genocide no because he defined genocide right. here yeah. the elimination of a whole nation and the people where we are citizens of ukraine right he goes on to say, we have more than 100 nationalities. This is about destruction and extermination of all these nationalities, Zelensky told the host, Margaret Brennan. We are the citizens of Ukraine, and we don't want to be subdued to the policy of Russian the Russian Federation. This is the reason we are being destroyed and exterminated, and this is happening in Europe of the 21st century. This is the torture of the, wor the whole nation. What, what's your response to just that statement? I would say, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're you're in war, and, and yes, war is a torture of the whole nation. But is are but I would not say it's genocide. I would say being, it's war. Are they looking to destroy and exterminate no, Ukrainians? No. If they were looking no. to exterminate the Ukrainians, they wouldn't be pulling back and right. refocusing their. Yeah. Right. I mean, 
more people have died in like Syria and Libya and Iraq and Afghanistan, and nobody called genocide on those, except for when Syria Syria, gassed their own people several. They called that genocide a couple times, but when it when it's like one group in the country trying to wipe out the the opposition group, then then they'll throw genocide out there. But this is like, even if it was non-discriminately just like 360 like shooting in right. the crowd like Gunning trying down, to kill yeah. as many that's non-discriminately shooting down people right. that's not it's not genocide that's not hey we want to take out right. uh, this and, people group and i would say it is possible to have a mass grave and not have genocide it is right? it's possible to have massacre i i mean yeah massacre. well look at a uh, wounded knee right i don't know what that is oh okay so that's when uh, american soldiers open fire on a um a uh, village of of um uh, I believe they were Sioux, um, but they were they were transporting them to a reservation, and then there was some crazy stuff that happened. That the soldiers ended up opening fire and just massacring 150 um, uh, Native Americans. Was right? that genocide? No, but I it mean, was a massacre. We, it was a massacre, I but mean, it was not a genocide. There's plenty of evidence to say that we kind of genocided Native well, Americans. Well, yes, but not here. not in that instance. But yes. yes, I would say, but as a long term, yes. Do but you, I would not say that was that. What what responsibility does Zelensky have for when he is making remarks like this? Well, they just want to um, completely exterminate our entire right. people. Do, I mean, you're supposed to be in peace talks, then all of a sudden this right. comes out. Yes, yes, a shitty thing happened mm-hmm. from from our perspective right now. It looks like a massacre happened, but to come out and say they just want to wipe out and exterminate all our people, yeah. it's like what what exactly are you accomplishing right. through this besides? Trying to get people to attack Russia now. Right. Yeah, which, and, and I and that would be the the sole reason is yeah. he's trying to garner public support more than he already has. Right, which he already has the entire world basically, except for maybe Hungary and uh, and Belarus on his side in this. Mm-hmm. But he and he, but he's calling for stricter sanctions against Russia. Yeah, and he I think he's using this. He's trying to hurt Russia. Non-militarily. Yeah. And he's using this as, as that platform. Sure. Goes on to say, Zelensky goes on to say that he doesn't believe it's fair to only hold Putin accountable and punish him, adding, I think all the military commanders, everyone who gave instructions and orders should be punished adequately. However, he said that the adequate punishment for these people is difficult to be achieved. It has to be done according to the law and what they have done. And I want to apologize to you, to those people who are watching us now, but for some things that they have done, when we find people with hands tied behind their back and decapitated, such things I don't understand, I don't comprehend. Is that what they found? I've seen circulating, like if you look up the Bucha massacre, Bucha genocide or whatever, the same person picture of one person with his hands tied behind his back and dead keeps flat. I, I don't know about Does he people... Hands tight. No, I I don't think so. Okay. But not from what I can. I haven't found a picture of somebody decapitated. But the same image, obviously, is going to be cycled through the media to show, look how big a monster. They tied him up and they shot him in the back or or whatever. It's like there's one incident here where Mm -hmm. that that you're showing proof of. There's one person with his hands tied behind his back. No other evidence of this. So you can say all... All day long. Oh, people with their hands tied. Well, it's just one. And yes, the media is going to use that as their shining example of what monsters these people are. So he says, not just Putin, but we also got to punish the military leaders and all that that shit. So for war crimes, for war crimes. Yeah. 
So, again, war is ugly. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but war is ugly. Yeah. Again, it doesn't matter what the rules are, what the rules of engagement are, mm-hmm. what the what they tell you is allowed and not allowed, or it it doesn't it doesn't matter what's honorable fighting and what's dirty fighting. Right. War gets ugly, and, well, it, and it brings out it brings out both the best and worst in people. Yeah, and I don't think there's one war in the history of wars that you can point to that didn't have some kind of war crimes or right. you know some kind of, of cruelty towards other people no. involved. Well, that's because you're always going to have shitty people. Yes, it doesn't matter how like strict of a freaking military you have. You're always going to have those shitty people. Look yeah. at uh, look at the U.S. in Afghanistan and Iraq. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many cases in Afghanistan are are coming to light of uh, the torture of right. prisoners of war, the raping and sexual assault of right. prisoners of war, the the the, the abuse? The yeah. what was the prison incident that was in Iraq? Um, I mean, I don't remember specifically, but there's yeah. been. The, I mean, there was one them. that was very publicized where they right. took the soldiers and like stripped them down and took pictures there, of them. Yeah, and then like raped them and stuff yeah. and did did unspeakable things to them. Right. Or like uh, Iraq, we watched the video recently, probably a few months ago, we played the video of the uh, the helicopter that's mowing down civilians in a car and they're right. like, well, they shouldn't have been here. It's right. just like, yeah. that is yeah. war crime. Right. That is killing civilians. Yeah. Unjustified killing civilians. Um, there were, wasn't there an example of like some... Uh, some like higher like official in the military that just lost his shit and went and like massacred about like an entire family or something in one of oh, either Iraq I'm, or Afghanistan. I'm sure. And a lot of these don't even get like criminal trials. They don't right. even get like investigated or anything. Right. Yeah. War crimes? Would you say war crimes? Possible massacres on mm-hmm. our oh well, our account? Yeah. Yes. And, and that's just the latest examples yes. of wars, yeah. war crimes. I mean, there wars. was a number of accounts published, you know, about Vietnam. You yeah. Know? So I mean, yeah. so, so many shitty things we've done. But in the instance of like Iraq, for example, did anybody come out and be like, "Well, GW needs to be charged with war crimes. Right. GW needs to be punished because he's a war criminal. He ordered the these." Right. Genocides, these massacres. I I'm think sh- there were people that said that. <laughs> Probably, but did it happen? No. No. And what, I mean, in reality, what's the fucking difference? Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's not mass graves. There very well could be mass graves that they're well just not be. telling us right. about. Um, when when you have whole villages just getting mowed down by mm. U.S. soldiers, um, there's going to be mass graves somewhere. Yeah. So, right. Uh, I mean, uh, when uh, the United States uh, um, drone bombed that, that uh, hospital. Yes. Right? After right. Obama won the uh, Nobel Peace Prize? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but he wasn't brought up on war crimes. Or the recent one when we pulled out of Afghanistan. Yeah, and the, we, the drone that drone took strike. out the, the family. Yeah, a family, and yeah. nothing right. happened They're out of like, that. They're just like, oh, well, that sucks. Shit happens. War, war happens. War sucks, yes. Right, yeah. More recently, apparently, Ukrainian soldiers have been accused of war crimes. Apparently, Ukrainian soldiers were videotaped. There's a viral video out there. I couldn't find it. It's apparently a viral video that appears to show soldiers shooting Russian POWs in the legs, just mm. shooting, like shooting their legs, just to to just fuck for with the them. Fuck of it. Yeah, this is from uh, BusinessInsider.com. I'm just gonna 
brief through this one because I I didn't I hadn't heard of this. This is interesting to me because this is getting so blown up right now. But then on the other side, right. here in the West, we're not hearing about Ukrainian soldiers like right. torturing yeah. POWs, shooting their kneecaps and shit. So. Um, this says, uh, Ukraine's government said it's investigating a viral video circulating on social media that appears to show Ukrainians shooting Russian prisoners of war in the legs and beating them, according to multiple reports. The government is taking this very seriously, and there will be immediate investigation, said Ale- Alexei Aristovich, an advisor to Ukrainian President Zelensky, said of the video the British newspaper reported Tuesday. There's the British again. Mm-hmm. Aristovich added, we are a European army and we do not abuse our prisoners. Clearly. Clearly we do. Nobody does that. If this turns out to be real, this is absolutely unacceptable behavior. So, in this instance, is Zelensky guilty of war crimes? Right, absolutely. By by the standard that Zelensky's folded out there, yes. I mean, is he he going to be charged or or punished with all the commanders that are responsible as well? Because based on what, what he's saying, that's how this should be. Uh, fact check this podcast says it's only a war crime if you're not an active participant in the NWO in the New World Order. <laughs> accurate. That is right. an accurate statement. And that's that's what I was actually going to say a few minutes ago. It's like, is it only a war crime if uh, we say it's a war crime? Right. If it's people on our side, it's not a war crime. Right. But if it's people not on our side, it's obviously a obviously. war crime. Yes. Says uh, in a Telegram post, Aristovich told Ukrainian troops and and the militias that abuse of prison, the abuse of prisoners is a war crime. It says right there, highlighted. Mm -hmm. That has no amnesty under military law and has no statute of limitations. So, Hmm. their own person, second command to Zelensky, basically, advisor to Zelensky, said their own people committed. War crimes, if this actually legitimately happened. This is war crimes. On the other hand, the Russians committed war crimes. They're right. accusing them of. But that's Putin's fault. Yeah. That was obviously um, Putin hand-delivered the message to the people in Bucha and said, take them all out. Kill all the Ukrainians. Right. Yeah. Massacre them. Right. Uh, we, we hate Ukrainians. Take them all out. Right. It just it doesn't seem to add up. Right. No, I agree. Too much there. So— I don't know. Where 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 do you go with um this prisoner of war thing? Cuz again, I hadn't heard of this. Had no. you heard of this? No, I hadn't heard of it at all. Apparently it's been circulating for a couple weeks now. A couple Fuck. weeks. Uh, uh, for a while. I I don't know. This this article here came out uh March 29th, so about 5 about 5 or 6 days ago. Yeah. So I mean, it it's not new news. So right. hmm. the fact that we're not hearing about it, but the media slammed with Russian War right. crimes. Right. That that's really telling. That tells yes. me that the mainstream media isn't about informing you. No. It's about manipulating no. your thoughts. Well, uh, manipulating yeah. the direction Always. that you think towards this. So uh I don't know. I, and then um I had this image here because this was this was the most interesting thing that popped up on um the news cycle was this this daily mirror headline. And is this not telling for everything? It's just Genocide and the biggest, boldest fucking yeah. letters on, on the Daily Mirror's um, headline, just yeah. genocide. And it says Putin's latest atrocities. And it just tells me, again, this article I think came out yesterday, because I think I sent that to you yesterday, yeah. didn't I? Right. Again, a day after this this mm-hmm. news started unfolding, yes. no time 
to really comb through the details. No time right. to even verify the details. Right. It's just speculative That's, at this point. Yeah. Once again, the the British are way ahead of themselves. Is that what the day is the Daily Mirror British? Yeah. Okay. I would. Th- I was not aware of that. So. Yeah. It's all right. Genocide. You think? I mean, what do you think so far? Do you think? Do you think there is an agenda here by chance? <laughs> <laughs> is it an understatement to say there's an agenda here? Yeah, I, I would do you say think, there's kind of an agenda. Do you think it's an agenda, or do you think it's uh, uh, reactionary? Like, just, you know, that emotional rea- response that I said, that it's just like, oh, this looks really bad, we're going to have an re- emotional response. Or do you think no. there's actually an agenda behind I, all I, of this? I think there's an agenda. What do you... I mean, if you were to put your thumb on it, what do you think the agenda is? Do you I, think... I, I think that they, they want... Um, they want them to tear Russia apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, they 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 want the UN to you know sanction them. They want they want China to turn their back on Russia. Sure, be like, whoa, 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 you're way too toxic. Sorry, we're done. You know, and that's what they want. They want the world versus Russia, and they're trying to make Russia seem like the big bad for that to happen. So, so one idea I had, what this possibly could be, is are they possibly? spotlighting this Bucha incident to divert the attention from the Ukraine's own atrocities, their own war crimes. And, and because that's possible, That yeah. popped up on, like that's, I said, March 29th, yeah. uh, five, six days ago, and people are just like, oh, this looks really bad. And then all of a sudden, this pops up, and they're like, yeah. let's blow this up so nobody's looking at that and, over And that there. was my first thought when you mentioned the pr- prisoners getting shot in the legs, is yeah. that, that, yeah, they're using that to cover. Yeah, just so. to... to yeah. Get people's eyes off right. of uh, yeah. uh, torturing POWs because genocide is so much worse. Oh, at absolutely. least, I mean, yeah, we might be t- torturing our prisoners, but at least we're not genociding right. entire people groups. I mean, one one really bad thing is makes up for the kind of bad thing you're doing right. over there. Uh, Joseph, Joseph, how's it going? Says, uh, there's a ton of foreign fighters over there, thirsty for Russian blood. Wouldn't be surprised if they were behind some of the POW shootings. That's yeah. a good point. I mean, it is. It really is. Um, wouldn't be surprised if they're behind a lot of shit, to be honest right. here. So, uh, I mean, it's freaking insane. All this, yeah. like, all the people groups and all the hatred in well, the that area, yeah. like, hate for this group and hate for the Russians, hate yeah. for the Nazis, hate, you know. And, and um, it's I wouldn't like, put it past anything. No, and, and what really are you opening yourself up to when you're bringing in, essentially, mercenaries? Yeah, right. Right? No, Yeah, no shit. So, um, it, we've talked for weeks now how it seems that certain groups, certain countries at least, have been trying to provoke a full response like a NATO response, military response, or or any kind of response, trying to push it a step further. Like like we talked a few weeks ago about Biden antagonizing right. Putin, yeah. um, saying, you know, if you take one more step, step one inch onto here, and Biden uh, calling for regime change, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and we're just like, well, it yeah. seems like they're being a little bit provocative here. And then yeah. you got like the UK being the UK as the UK does. Well, but but again, I mean, yes, I mean they're controlling the narrative, but they they have Russia as this this evil entity. Uh huh. They can say whatever they want about them. Right. I mean, what? Who's gonna Who's gonna come out and be like, well, that's not fair. Yeah. Right. right. I yeah. mean, except for maybe. I mean, it's Russia, obviously. Right. I mean, you saw with the. Uh, the biological lab, they're like, 
well, it's Russia, and we know Russia right. lies. Yeah. We right. know Russia because, has their own bio lab, yeah. so this is clearly Russia, and not us. Us in the United States don't ever lie. Yeah, Russia, we know, as you know, Russia lies. <laughs> yes. So they're lying right now. So, so any, all they got to do say it to really contradict anything is be like, well, Russia, it's Russia. They lie. And everybody's like, man, I think she's got a point. Russia, <laughs> Russia does lie. Do so, lie. yeah, we can't uh, trust them. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, obviously, they're the bad guy in this because yeah. Russia lies a lot. They, I mean, they're, they're just liars. They're just dirty, rotten Russian liars. <laughs> so, in all of this, is there any reason to believe that this could be, like, like I said, it seems like people are trying to provoke some sort of response. To yeah. get us into a war. Is there any reason to believe this here could be a false flag to initiate a response from the West? Oh, absolutely. I mean... I don't know how conspiracy-minded you are. My mind went there instantly. I don't yeah. know if you saw this and you're like, ah, false flag, like no, I did. I, 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 I'm not. My mind goes there first, yes. and then I got to backtrack yeah, a little right, and be right, like, right. "All right, let's let's yeah. take a look." I, at I this. have to I have to build the case with inconsistencies to be like, "Okay, that doesn't add up." Yeah, there. I mean, there's plenty of inconsistencies. Oh, there is. So, um, I guess let's take a look at history and see: is there any examples of the U.S. using false flags to pull us into foreign wars? You, I mean, do you think there's any sitting out there? You think I, there's I think a few? There might be a couple. There's one or two. Uh, we yes. we use a couple of them. Religiously on our show, we we reference yes. like the babies in incubators. Yeah. Like we said, are the nukes the babies in incubators? Yeah. Well, now my mind is is this genocide the babies in incubators? Right. Right. And there's probably a lot of people out there that have no fucking clue what that is even right. referencing. Right. Like what the hell's babies in incubators have to do with this? So that's the f- I, I want to touch on a couple incidences in U.S. history and our our past where we tend to. Uh, Go the false flag route right. to pull us into wars that we want in, but the people don't necessarily right. want us to go into. And this is the first one that I want to talk about just because we reference it so freaking much. Uh, let's see if I can find the article. That'd be fantastic. So this is from OZY.com. Not Ozzy, like Ozzy Not Osborne. Ozzy.com. Oh, okay. uh, it's titled The Great Lie of the First Gulf War. And this one, this one is super interesting to me. Yeah. This, I think, is the first one I kind of stumbled into when looking into how the U.S. gets into wars. When I was first venturing down the conspiracy theory side, okay. minus 9-11, everybody finds 9-11 first and right. like, like falls down that rabbit hole. But um, when when you fi- like fall into this one with the Gulf War, it's just like, dude, they'll fucking say anything to right. get us into a war. So this one starts out, it says, Two months after Iraqi troops marched in Kuwait on August 2nd, 1990, a 15-year-old Kuwaiti girl appeared before the Congressional Human Rights Caucus on Capitol Hill. A body established by Representatives Tom Lantos and John Porter in 1983 to raise awareness of human rights abuses worldwide. It sounds like probably a propaganda tool. Right? Yeah, hey, just come... Like, we can just talk about human rights abuses and say where we want to go to war next, basically. Right. says the caucus, which wasn't an official co- congressional committee, even though it's called the Congressional Human Rights Caucus, <laughs> uh, introduced the girl as 15-year-old Nayira, her last name withheld to protect her family in Kuwait. There's a reason why they withheld her last name. Nayira recalled the trauma of watching the Iraqi troops storm 
into Aladan Hospital in the Kuwait City, where she volunteered as a nurse. Live on air, she said the Iraqis had removed 312 babies from incubators and left them to die on the cold floor. First of all, why the why 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 would right. they do that? Right. Yeah. I mean, unless they're just stone cold monsters. Right. Like what strategical? Like what what? How is that strategic to your operations? Right. Hey, no, let's just not. throw all these babies out of these incubators on the right. floor. Just let them die. Right. I mean, that just makes them look like. Monsters right, is absolutely. what they're going for. Says the um, says if my nephew was born prematurely, he would have died that day as well. Nayira told a room of reporters, her voice quavering, quivering. I'm guessing. That's I don't know what quavering, quavering is. Uh, Nayira's testimony struck deep. Major publications such as the New York Times and rights groups like Amnesty International, both those, I don't Mm-mm. follow. I don't buy worth a grain of salt. Right. Uh, it says they echoed her disturbing eyewitness account, but the American public remained divided about whether to deploy troops to liberate Kuwait. Gallup polls in 1990 found that in August, only 17% of the American public had supported immediately immediate military intervention. In December, that jumped to 41%. So, I mean, it didn't have immediate, right? like, everybody's like, oh my gosh, we got to go in there. But they did use that. In 91, January 91, it says uh, the Democrat-dominated uh, Congress was also divided, yet Nayira's story may have tipped the balance prior to the vote in on January 12, 91. That day, the Senate voted 52 to 47 uh, to authorize U.S. military force in Iraq, with seven senators citing Nayira's testimony to justify their stance. The vote gave President George H.W., the political backing he needed to save Kuwait and valuable oil fields. That's that's the big part of it. Right. Says just a decade later, U.S., Kuwait, and Saudi Arabia had financed Iraq as it, as it so a decade earlier, uh, financed Iraq as it battled the newly established Islamic Republic of Iran. We don't need the whole backstory of this. I mainly want to talk about just this here. So it talks about how this all started where this came from. It says Americans might have been less conflicted had they known the baby incubator story was a hoax. The lie started out as a rumor, which was first picked up and propagated by the American PR firm Hill and Knowlton. So it wasn't picked up by a newspaper agency. It was picked up by a PR firm, a public relations firm, which their job is to... Sway your opinion towards yeah. a brand, good, good old, towards uh, a politician, towards an idea. Yeah, good old George Herbert Walker Bush yeah. probably was like, give me a reason to go in. Yeah, it, pretty much. It says, just nine days after the Iraqi invasion, a front group from the Kuwaiti government, known as Citizens for Free Kuwait, paid the PR firm $10.8 million to galvanize U.S. public opinion in favor of intervention. Hmm. So... This story, this rumor, first started funneling out of a PR firm. A PR firm that happened to be paid $10.8 million by the Kuwaiti government. Hmm. Conflict of interest there, maybe. A little bit. It's like, maybe there's reason to doubt this story when they're getting paid to spread this story. Right. Says Craig Fuller, a political advisor for President Bush, was was manning the Kuwait account from Hill and Knowlton's office in D.C. The PR campaign consisted of interviews with 
visiting Kuwaiti's public rallies and making letters written by Middle East hostages available to media. Hill and Knowlton also lobbied politicians in, in the House and Senate. Despite the multi-million dollar efforts, many Americans were still apprehensive about sending their boys to a faraway land. After all, the Soviet Union had just collapsed and Americans were told that the free world was finally secure. <laughs> I mean, what, was it a year or two years earlier right. that the Soviet Union collapsed? Yeah. Says, uh, enter Nayira, who was actually, I mean, remember, I told you that her last name was withheld. Yes. Nayira was actually the daughter of the Kuwaiti ambassador to the U.S., Although there is no record of her working as a nurse, her testimony was convincing thanks to the coaching she received from the PR firm. Wow. So she wasn't a nurse at all. There's no proof that she worked in this hospital at all. Right. There's no evidence that she had anything to do with what she said. She was the U.S. Yeah. ambassador's daughter, the Kuwait right. ambassador to the U.S.'s daughter. So you think you think if they're going to find somebody to, to peddle the story, right. they would find somebody that isn't so highly connected that they're right. easily going to figure out who yeah. this chick right. is. Yeah, wait, wasn't that girl uh, at the, the, the company Christmas party? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. It's just like, uh, and this was before internet, so right. can you imagine that now? It's like a basic internet search would oh, tell yeah. you who this chick right. is. Right, yeah, exactly. Like immediately, it's like, uh, face recognition. Oh, I know her. Yeah, I right. knew I seen her from somewhere yeah, right. at the ambassador's ball. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what they ambassadors do. <laughs> I, I, I don't fucking know. It, said, it goes on to say, once the war started, the story started to unravel. William Thatcher Dowell, Middle East correspondent for Time magazine, was one of the only reporters to enter Kuwait City without the, the company of U.S. Army. In 91, he drove into the capital with two female colleagues and discovered the Iraqi troops had committed a myriad of horrific crimes. So, I mean, they were committing hor horrible crimes. Right. They could have picked one of the horrible crimes that they were actually doing. Right. Yeah. But this just seems... Yeah. I mean, it's innocent babies. Right, yeah, who doesn't get pissed at that? Yeah. Says, uh, they couldn't find any evidence to support her story. Said there are a lot of rumors going around. Um, it goes on to say, days after U.S. announced a ceasefire, uh, rights groups entered Kuwait and discovered that no incubator units had been removed from the, that specific hospital. The Kuwaiti government claimed that they had bought all new units just days before the Iraqis surrendered. So that's why they're all still there. They didn't mm -hmm. remove... No, well, they did remove them. We just replaced them all. Right. It says, yet Kuwait had hardly received any basic aid during that time spans, let alone new incubators. So it's like, where'd you get the money for that? Mm. So it says Amnesty International soon retracted the story from its records. Surprise, surprise. Uh, when their primary source, a doctor who allegedly had witnessed the incident, lowered his estimate from 312 to 72, then to 19. Jeez. Amnesty later discovered that even those 19 infants had died before the Iraqi invasion. Wow. So, <laughs> a government, I'm not saying even the U.S. government, but I, I guarantee you the U.S. government had some oh, had yeah. plenty to do with it. Yeah. But the Kuwaiti government hired a multi-million dollar PR firm to... To find some Iraqi girl, they apparently only know what, or Kuwaiti girl. They apparently only know one Kuwaiti girl. <laughs> it happens to be the ambassador's daughter. Right. To to peddle the story, to persuade American opinion, to pull us into a war because of these atrocities that were committed against the innocents, specifically the babies in the incubators. Right. So whenever you hear me reference, oh, this is another babies in the incubators situation. That's, that's what it. I'm referencing here. This is, I mean, it's blatant. False flag. Right. Blatant right. Uh, propaganda to pull us into a war. Yeah. 
and a war that we <laughs> never should have went to. Uh, again, we've talked multiple times how Saddam Hussein's like, "Hey, I'm going to war with you with Kuwait," yeah. and the U.S. is like, uh, air, "Like Islamic affairs are not right. our business. Yeah. We don't care." Yeah, just and then, do what you need to do. Yeah, he rolled in, and we're like, "Oh, fuck that!" And then we yeah. went in because the babies in incubators. Right. Another part I didn't know about that was the U.S. was pressuring Kuwait to demand that Iraq pay them back for the Iran war debts. Mm -hmm. And so Kuwait was putting pressure on them, and that's when Iraq, I guess, was like, fuck you, and then went to war with them. But (laughs) it's funny. The U.S. was pressuring Kuwait to say, hey, give us our money back. And then the U.S. was also like, hey, uh, just do your war. That's fine. And then all of a sudden... It, yeah. It's it's almost well, because like Saudi Arabia got involved. Saudi Arabia's like, hey, yeah. you guys need to you, you need to take care of this. Right, they're getting too close. It's almost like we were antagonizing people to go to war. Well, that's over what there. It's, yeah, that's really what it sounds like. Be like, no, no, Saddam, man, we're boys. No, you go do what you need to do. And yeah. It's <laughs> almost <laughs> similar <laughs> to how we antagonize the Russia-Ukrainian war right. from from what my point of view is, yeah. or how we are continually antagonizing. To further the war, it seems, or advance the war somehow. I don't know. But yeah. but that one always pisses me off the right. most because they pulled specifically at our emotions. Yeah. And it's not like like the next one I'm going to talk about is the Gulf of Tonkin. We're going we're gonna to go quickly through a couple of these because we will run out of time. But um, the Gulf of Tonkin was like military people that we were worried about. Oh, right. they're attacking our troops. Um, right. Whatever. Unprovoked. They even use the word unprovoked. Oh, Does that sound familiar? A little bit. A little bit. Russia unprovokedly attacked Ukraine. Yeah, that that at least was like pulling at our emotions towards our troops, right. our boys, you know? Yeah. But this is pulling at direct emotions of, you know, the innocent babies, mm-hmm. the, the the babies, the incubators, yeah. and uh, dead babies on the floor. And, I mean, that that's just gross. Yeah. That no, you would go is. that far to that right. extreme. Again, there clearly was all kinds of atrocities that Iraqis were committing over right. there. Yeah. They like were ta- said, supposedly gassing people. Yeah, they were supposedly right. gassing Kuwaitis and, and shit. So, yeah, yeah why, why can't we use an honest one? <laughs> right, yeah. Instead of come up with the most elaborate one that we know is going to pull people's opinions towards it. Right. So, uh, like I said, the, the, the Gulf of Tonkin was the, the other big one. That pulled us into war under completely blatantly false pretense. You, I'm sure you've talked, you've read quite a bit about that. I, oh, yeah. You were alive during that, I'm pretty sure. No, I don't think I was. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's August 1964, so yeah. not, not, not too far. <laughs> that was me calling Bill old as shit. <laughs> but but yes, but yes, I you am are aware old of shit. the incident. All right. Yes, and I am once old as shit. <laughs> so this one, so the last one was titled. Uh, the lie of the first Gulf War, the great lie of the first first Gulf War. This one's titled "The Lie That Sparked the Vietnam War." So you see a trend here. Right. Is there going to be an article in like fifty years about the lie that sparked the the great Russian oh, conflict? I'm sure. I'm sure. So I'm just going to breeze through a, a little bit of this. Because it talks about in 64, the U.S. entered the Vietnam War after reports of an unprovoked attack in the Gulf of Tonkin. But the reports were false, and the president knew it. So um, during the Kennedy era, so it talks about sparking 
uh, Vietnam War. During the Kennedy era, there was kind of tension, but we weren't really full-blown war right. at that point. Um, that didn't happen until after Kennedy was assassinated, and then all of a sudden we were full-blown in this war. Because it says, after the assassination of JFK, Lyndon Johnson and Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara slowly increased military pressure on the coast of North Vietnam, aiding the South offensive strikes and intelligence gatherings. So, so what the U.S. did was they sent these ships along the coast, as we do in like China or Taiwan and, mm-hmm. and up and down the coast. And <clears throat> it, was, it was the, like, we weren't supposedly sending them intelligence, but they just happened to be attacking uh, strategic uh, enemy sites right. while we we're <laughs> patrolling in the area. Right. So we are gathering information and intel, but that's all we were doing. Supposedly, we weren't passing that along. But of course. coincidentally, right. it just happened to coincide with the attack. So Totally innocent. What did the Vietnamese people see that as? The North Vietnamese people see that as? Saw it as we were assisting in these attacks, right. even though we weren't directly attacking them. So it says the U.S. Navy destroyer, the USS Maddox, didn't attack the North Vietnamese directly, but it did gather intelligence in sync with South Vietnamese attacks on the North, like I said. So... There was actually an attack in the Gulf of Tonkin. There was the first one. So they were out patrolling in supposedly uh, international waters. says three North Vietnamese patrol boats began tracking the destroyer in early August. Um, It says they were preparing for an attack, so the captain retreated from the area. Within 24 hours, though, the Maddox resumed normal patrolling routine. says on August 2nd... uh, the captain sent a flash message to the U.S. saying he had received info indicating a possible hostile attack. He spotted three North Vietnamese t- torpedo boats coming his way and once again began to retreat. Says they were ordered to fire warning shots if the enemy vessels closed within hundred or 10,000 yards. Torpedo boats sped up and warning shots were fired. Apparently torpedoes were shot. They evaded the torpedoes, barely got any damage, sustained very little damage, and then got out to safe waters. So that attack actually happened. There right. was an attack. Right. Then there was allegedly a second attack. And this one blows my mind how you could be so wrong, so blatantly wrong, right. and pull yourself into a war based on how blatantly wrong you were. says the next day the USS Maddox once again resumed its normal patrol uh, alongside another Navy destroyer, the USS Turner Joy. The two destroyers stayed miles away from the coastline in the Gulf of Tonkin. Still, U.S. intelligence reportedly intercepted messages indicating the North Vietnamese were planning an offensive operation on the Gulf. It says, on August 4th, uh, it says, although August 4th was a stormy day, the captain ordered the two destroyers further to sea to give them more space in case of an attack. It says they were more than 100 miles away from the coast. Hmm. I don't, for some reason, I don't see the North Vietnamese sending destroyers right. 100, 100 miles yeah, away to attack this big, big ship. <clears throat> it says, uh, the Maddox reported seeing multiple unidentified vessels on their sonars coming at them from different directions. They disappear only to reappear seconds or minutes later in a completely different location. You'd think that would raise questions already. Um, I would be a little concerned. Yeah, I wouldn't think that was the North Vietnamese. I would think that's fucking aliens. <laughs> It's like, oh, they disappear on their sonar, and, and then, then all of a sudden they're up. over there. Yeah, right. And then they disappear, and they're back there. Yeah. It's like, what What kind of technology do you think the North Vietnamese have? <sighs> so um, it turns out that they, they, they think this was like 
glitches in their equipment. They think right. maybe the sound was bouncing off their own propellers. I mean, it was a stormy day. They could right. be seeing like different things. Flocking um, seagulls. Says the commander, one of the, it says Commander James Stockdale, who is one of the, the pilots of, of the incident, later said, I had the best seat in the house to watch the event, and our destroyers were just shooting at phantom targets. There were no PT boats there. Uh, nothing there but black water and American firepower. So he even said, I didn't yeah. see anything. Says during the early hours of the morning, um, Herrick, one of the captains, sent a message to Honolulu and said, Review of action makes many reported contacts and torpedoes fired appear doubtful. Freak weather effects on radar and overeager sonar men may have accounted for many reports. No actual vis visual sighting by the Maddox. Suggest complete evaluation before any further action is taken. So the captain of the ship's like, all right, this was a fluke. Yeah. Don't do anything right. until we really look yeah. into this. Don't, don't shoot at stuff anymore. How did... So he sent that back to the States. Did you think the United States was like, oh, we're going to look into this before we take more action? <laughs> right. No. It says, despite the captain's efforts to correct the errors of his original message during the Gulf of Tonkin incident, U.S. officials took the idea of unprovoked attacks and ran with it. And that's how we got drug into the Vietnam War that produced the, the Tonkin Resolution, which blatantly says, unprovoked, unnecessary attack on our vessels. We, we need to expend all resources to protect our, our own. Right. And that's what got us full balls deep into... Vietnam. That's yeah. Another incidence of a blatant false right. flag. Yeah. Like you said, though, it's like they, they see the potential there and like, hey, let's let's run with this. Hey, let's take let's, this. Let's see where this goes. I mean, this one was and uh, this was more of an oops on the, the ship's part right. than it was. Um, hey, let's maliciously make up a story here. Yeah. But it was blatantly malicious on the U.S. government's side to be like, no, no, we got all this, these reports and stuff yeah. saying that they're just um, unnecessarily, I mean, we're 100 miles off coast and they're unprovokedly right. attacking our ship, yeah. so we need to go to war. And the captain's like, what? wait, 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 you remember I said, don't do anything until we right. look into this further. And they're like, no, no, uh, we got your initial reports, we're going for it. Says uh, the the commander that was put in charge of the attacks later on Vietnam says we were about to launch a war under false pretenses in the face of the on scene military commander's advice to the contrary. So he even thought, hey, this is bullshit, but I guess we're doing this now. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, we got those two incidences where false flag yeah. pulled us into war. We've got uh, WMDs in Iraq and Afghanistan. We we've yes, talked. That like, one's we all very remember popular. that. Yeah, we all remember the WMDs. How oh Saddam's got these weapons of mass destruction. Yep. We've got was it British intel that told us that too? Yeah, yeah yep. that's what I thought. It's always the fucking British. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What about like the Duma, Syrian uh, gas attacks? Yes. Yeah. Don't cross the line. Yeah. Where uh, supposedly. One report said they dropped, like, gas canisters. Another report said, no, it appears these gas canisters were left here. Yeah. So which report do you think they took? I, uh, uh, like, you know, let, let's go with the, you know, worst case scenario. Yeah, basically, yeah. So, I mean, we have all these examples yeah. of where the United States goes to war under false pretenses, whether it be maliciously, like a made-up, blatantly made-up story, or whether it's, Bad information that they just run with. And they're like, no, this looks like a good reason to, to go to war. Right. You got any other 
do you, can you think of any other real examples? I mean, we could talk about 9-11 if you wanted to go full conspiracy, well, but that's not our style. I, mean, I was going to say, if you want to go full conspiracy, I mean, you talk about, uh, you know, World War One. you know, that uh, uh, Wilson, you know, knew that, uh, you know, our ship's were in danger of being torpedoed by German U-boats, but still decided to send them, kept sending them with weapons to the English, even though the Germans were like, stop sending weapons. So it's uh, kind of like they kind of learned their lesson throughout, because in World War I, it's like, let's send our ships in there to get torpedoed so we can go to war. By Vietnam, they're like, it's really expensive to have our own ships blown up, so why don't we pretend that torpedoes shot at our boats, then we don't actually lose our boats, and then we can still use the same premise and go to war, but without a big fucking hole in our ship. And then, then, you know, there's the intercepted uh, code that uh, the Germans had sent to um, uh, Pancho Villa down Um, to Mexico to attack the United States. Oh, of course. And so, you know, so, I mean, there's, you know, oh, of course, yeah, they intercepted a code. You know, I mean, so, again, unverified you know, there's people that say, well, you know, Roosevelt knew Pearl Harbor was imminent yes, and right. still ignored it, you know. Right. So, I mean, you could go through all kinds of different things. Basically, and, every fucking war yeah, we've been right. in and see how many um, yeah. were, I mean, that I, we would consider started yeah. by a false flag right. incident. Right. I mean, really, when you look at the international wars the United States has been involved in, did they really need to be involved in Right. Them? Exactly. Right? So, um, we, we like to put our grubby little mitts in other people's shit. So we're going to find a reason, whether that's uh, provoking them to attack us or whether that's making up a story to uh, get people to cry about and get us pulled into this war. So then looking back, I guess, on this genocide, do you I mean, do you see this as a possibility that this is a false flag thing? I I can see it. I mean, again, you know, Zelensky wants more involvement. Yeah. Britain wants more involvement. Biden, right? I think, honestly, wants oh, I, more involvement. I, I can see Biden wanting, you know, he's like, well, if there's five of us against them, how can we lose? Right. right? Exactly. I mean, so no, I can totally see that too. I think, yeah, they're, they're pulling at threads. They're trying to find a way. They're trying to, to get the people to be like, damn it, go in and do something, you right. know, and that's where they're at. Uh, I mean, I don't want to be a skeptic, but how hard... How can you not, though? How hard (laughs) would it be to just go grab a bunch of dead people and throw them in a pile uh, and say, oh, look, it's a mass grave, you know? I mean... Yeah. There's there's so many possibilities in this, and the only information that we're allowed to really get is that main narrative that that developed in a day. One fucking day went from... Oh, uh, look. Oh, shit. Genocide everywhere. And it just blew the fuck up. And... Yeah. Everybody like us is just like, Dude, what just happened? Right. I mean, there is the Russian side of the story, which I'm going to talk about in the second half, because the Russians are telling a completely different narrative to right. this. And obviously, if you go to click on it, Facebook gives you a yes. warning that says, hey, this is Russian uh, state state media. sponsored media. Yeah. So don't look at this when that just makes me look at it because i'm like fuck you (laughs) i do what i want so that's what we're gonna get into the second half we are about time for a break i wanted to hit on quite a few of the at least a few of those just to lay a groundwork for how this possibly could have been right manipulated or the story kind of altered to to maybe uh initiate some kind of emotional response for us because what Besides babies in incubator, what initiates a more of an emotional response than right. genocide? 
Right. And again, to, by definition, this does not look like genocide. Massacre, right. sure. Uh, brutal mass murder, sure. Right. Genocide, Does it? Is there any evidence pointing that the Russian people want to uh, annihilate the, the Ukrainian people? Yeah. Absolutely not. Not, right. not that I've seen. I, I mean, again, you, you start crying genocide, you, you treat it like a crime scene, right? Because yeah. it is. It's a war crime. Sure. Tape it off. Investigate the bodies. Dig it up. Look right. at every single... I mean, do we have forensic specialists that can see right. how many people were actually tied yeah. up and shot in the back of the head? Right. How a, many kneecaps were yeah. shot? You what, know? what kind of what kind of ammunition was used? Sure. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, we have all the resources to exactly. do this. So. But will it, will it be done? No, I mean, fuck no. no. It'll probably... that that uh, It'll probably be like 9-11 and they'll ship all the remains right. to China. Right. Uh, like they did the the yeah. Twin Tower and, yeah. rubble. They'll and ship it to China. And then will be the... the uh, Ukrainian uh, um, pro- report, you know, yeah, and of course. sealed and for 30 years. Yes, and, exactly. Yeah. So um, we're going to take a quick break. We're overdue for our break. So we're going to take five, 10 minutes. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about the other side because there, there's two sides, Always. at least, at least two sides to every single story. So, I mean, I, I don't feel we'd be doing our due diligence if we didn't. No. Say what the other side is saying, I even if you come up, come back and say, eh, "That's probably bullshit." Yeah. Are I mean, we going to be labeled Russian state-sponsored media? Oh, we probably already are. Well, we then I think Russia needs to pony up. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So, I mean, if you're going to be Russian-sponsored media, we need to be sponsored. Yes. Is there any Russian companies out there that yes. want to sponsor? <laughs> Can just... we get some rubies coming? Rubles coming in? I'll take rubies too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. We're not Russian-sponsored media. No. Don't kick us off. Don't report us for asking for Russian support. I'll take anybody's support. <laughs> yeah, we don't I'm care a whore. Who. We don't care who. We're going to go to break, take five, four or five minutes, and then we'll come back. And we're just going to continue down this insanity path that we found ourselves in right now. Yes. So we will be right back when I find my button. There it is. <laughs> Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remster W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence to new ways to develop rugged individualism to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net.
We're back. We are. Had a break. break. What? Good break. I did. I was about to kiss my pants. (laughs) About 40 minutes, 45 minutes into it, I'm like, shit, we got like 20 minutes till break yet. (laughs) So, I mean, that was more than that, I guess. So... What do you think so far? What do you think of uh, what do you, this story, and then what we've talked about, and yeah. then coming back to this this narrative? Yeah, like, what I, are your thoughts? Unfortunately, again, you know, with everything we've seen, it, it's hard to take when someone starts yelling genocide, which is horrible, but start, somebody starts saying genocide, it's hard to take them serious because mm-hmm. it's like you've seen too many incidents where people start crying wolf, and pe- and automatically it's like, well, we got to go in there, let's go get them. You and know, the the funny thing was. Uh, one of the articles that I read was like uh, Zelensky calling this genocide, whose parents who are lost like several relatives to the Holocaust or something like that. It's like, of course you're going to throw a Holocaust reference in with his, right. his, oh, yeah. his genocide stuff. Because you can't say genocide without Holocaust. No, yeah, and so you can like have that kind of emotional response to that emotional connection there. Well, yeah. well, Zelensky would know what genocide is because right. he oh. has family members that died in the Holocaust, right. so he would yes. know. Um, so, yes. I mean, he obviously has the inside yeah. information right. on what genocide. Right. Yeah. But again, it, I mean, if I had seen that it was like thousands of bodies, right? Ten thousands, tens of thousands of bodies. Right. Yeah. Like, I would say possibly, or if it was like because he said we have hundreds of different cultures here yeah. in Ukraine. If one of those cultures, say there was like five, like a culture of like. A thousand, mm-hmm. and that entire culture got wiped out. I would consider that genocide right. because that's yeah. one specific right. people group. Yeah, the 150, but, 300 people does not constitute as yeah. a genocide. It doesn't constitute as they want to exterminate right. our people. Right. Yeah. When Those you, are big words. They are. Yeah. And so when you see, you know, you hear them talk about how towns are seventy percent shelled. Mm-hmm. That's war. Right, war is dirty. Like I said, absolutely yes. You got Four or five times. you got you know three hundred people dead. Okay, that's sad. Mm-hmm. Okay, but again, that's not extermination. When you have forty-four million people in the country, you know, genocide takes on a different view. Yeah, that's nowhere near my definition, I guess, of right. extermination. Right. Yeah. And apparently, I maybe I just have a darker mind. When I think genocide, I think a lot worse. Well, yeah, because it's like. The intentional elimination it's basically like ethnic cleansing is what it is or yeah. or you know like um basically causing a people group to become extinct yeah right. that's genocide to me like yeah. wiping out all the like, white like right actively <laughs> not not incidentally like oh well you know um so you we, don't we, think there's accidental genocide I I I don't I don't I think it's purposeful, very purposeful. Uh, yeah, probably. Well, back to that definition. It says the deliberate killing, so it has yes. to be intentional. Yeah, it has right. to be purposeful. It can't be like, oops, can't, oops, we accidentally blew up all the uh, Uyghur Muslims in China right, or something yeah. like that. I mean, that. they just so happen to be in one camp. Yeah. So it, that's not hard, but so that's not even genocide. Right. So, so it's got to be deliberate. It's got to be a large number of people. Which, I mean, five hundred. To certain respects, is a large number of people. Yeah. If it's like 500 people out of like one specific city, which right. that that kind yeah. of is, that I mean, yes, that's a lot of people. Yeah. But I mean, if they took the all the residents of this one village, and no, I wouldn't even that would again that would be a massacre, but it mm. wouldn't be a genocide. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're just may. I don't know. Maybe our standards are too high. <laughs> I I guess so. Our, our our genocidal standards are just too high. So. um we got to talk about obviously 
both sides because both yes. sides tell a completely different story. And uh, to start out with, I want to flash back to December, like like let's let's rewind back to December okay. because before this whole war kicked off, you remember Putin was calling Dunbar the Dunbass war area, the war zone at Dunbass was calling it a genocide by the Ukrainian people. Oh, you remember see, I, that? I don't remember that, actually. I, I remember kind of reading about it through, uh, over time. That's when he was talk, like calling out Nazis and shit like that. Oh, so okay. um, so this article, this is just uh, a flashback real quick. I just want to read just a, a few paragraphs. It says, Russian President Vladimir Putin has been hardening his rhetoric over the situation in Ukraine, saying the war in the country's east looks like genocide. Hmm. So, so if he says that, I mean, it's got to be fact checked, and they're probably like, "Well, actually, right. yeah. actually, there was only like 500 people killed, yeah. and we know that genocide is <laughs> right." So then, it then it's got to be fact yeah. checked. It says Russian-backed rebels have been fighting Ukrainian troops there since 2014, and tensions have been growing as Russian amasses troops on the border. Uh, then it goes on to say. Meanwhile, President Joe Biden discussed recent talks with Putin and calls to— I, That's basically all it says. Yeah. It says, there are fears that Russia is planning to invade Ukraine. So this is back in the past. And they only dedicate one sentence in this whole article to Putin calling, saying that this looks like genocide. And even he didn't say, this is genocide. This is the extermination of people. He, he um, specified this looks— like genocide. So if Zelensky had come out and been like, "This kind of looks like right. like genocide," then yeah. I I would right. You give right. a little more leeway, but yeah. to say this is genocide is absolute genocide, yeah. and then to go on and define what genocide right. yeah. is and right. say this is happening here, yeah, that, that there's no room for error at that point when you're defining the word itself. So, um, yeah, so we got to remember both sides. I guess are calling genocide right. on both sides. Yes. So, um, does that does it goes that change it to you? I. Does it change what? Which part? Does it change? Does yeah. it like do, do, to you? Do you take one more serious than the other? I I've got to see evidence of it, right, right? And I didn't see evidence. I didn't really look at read into the Dunbar stuff, and right. I didn't get number like direct numbers or anything like that. So no, I I don't know. Based on just what I'm reading here, it's virtually the same thing. A lot of people died, and um. One side saying the other side committed genocide right. in, in a fit but, of rage. But the Donbass people will still exist. It, as far as I know, yeah. Okay. Isn't that the region that they're trying to annex? Right. So yeah. To avoid genocide. Sure. So then we also... Well, I, one thing I didn't realize was... So, like I said, they've been calling each other genocidal maniacs. They, they both call each other that. Sure. I didn't realize that Zelensky said... Three weeks ago, that this was genocide, I like didn't this, know that like this, like blew past my radar, because um, Zelensky said uh, this was March thirteenth that this article came out, but it says we have to call this what it is. Zelensky said late last month, so this was probably late February. Okay, Zelensky said start of the war, direct start of the war, because it it started like the last weekend of February, didn't it? Yeah. So, because uh, it says late last month, which would have been February, a few days after Putin had ordered the invasion and conquest, Zelensky says, we have to call this what it is. Russia's criminal actions against Ukraine show sides, signs of genocide. Said This is the article. Says Zelensky, who lost his family members during the Holocaust, and who also happens to have a law degree. 
Uh, sound- do, does he? Do they learn about genocide in law school? <laughs> I don't know. I- it just it's funny how he's like. Uh, said said Zelensky, who lost? You got to realize he lo- he lost yeah, his right. family in the Holocaust, and he happens to have a law degree, and he sounded suitably cautious about invoking the word genocide. It doesn't sound like no, he's very cautious. No, he's about been throwing it around like since like, day one. Yeah, since day one, like he's like old friends. He's like, we got to call this what it is, and it's genocide. Yeah. And I would know because I have a law degree. Why? Why did they throw <laughs> in there that he has a law degree? Right. What the fuck does that? Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, he's an educated person. Well. Uh, by legal standards, this would right. be genocide, I guess, because and, and by um, personal experience. Yeah. So he's got the legal standards and he's got the personal experience to call this right. genocide. So I didn't realize he's been calling this genocide since day one. Yeah. So he's been kind of setting the narrative for this since the very beginning. And and now it's gotten to this point where he found one like mass grave, one like yeah. uh, horrific scene, and he's like, "See, see, I told you it was going to be genocide. Yeah. I told you this is what it is, and there's genocide, and they're yeah. trying to exterminate our people." So do you know, Russia, are you looking something up? I feel I like am, you're. Yes, yes, okay. I'm looking something up. What are you looking up? Uh, I'm just curious um, if um, if Putin had family in the um, Holocaust. I have no idea. I don't know what his ethnic background is. That's I know I his mom didn't love him enough. <laughs> because if th- that one lady was his mom, then he would have been raised better and yes. he wouldn't have genocided Ukrainians. So, uh, do you do you know what... you find it? <laughs> uh, apparently his, um, his grandfather was the personal cook to uh, Vladimir Lenin and Joseph Stalin. Oh, okay. So, so he goes deep. Okay, yeah. wait, wait, okay. Uh, let's see. Um, Putin's birth was presented by the death of his two brothers, Albert, born in the 30s, died in infancy, and Victor, born in the 40s, died of diphtheria and starvation uh, in 1942 during the siege of Leningrad by Nazi Germany. Interesting. Yes. So his family was... Not on the Nazi side. Yes. Yeah, so his, his his grandparents were killed by Nazis. Mm. So All right, so he has experience with Nazis yes, too. Yes. So when he comes out and says there's Nazis over there, he has personal experience. personal experience to say to yes. define what is and what isn't a Nazi. Just like Zelensky, who had yes. family that died in the I, Holocaust. I think it's fair to make that comparison. Can through personal experience say that this is genocide? Yes. So. I mean, I, I feel that's fair. I think so. So do you, do you want to know what Russia is saying about this whole Bucha incident? Yes. Russia is claiming that is staged. It is not just like, hey, they're, they're blaming somebody. They, they say this whole thing is a staged false flag. Mm. Like, they, they staged this whole thing. Interesting. Um, this is from Newsweek, and it says fact check. This Russia. is from Newsweek? Yeah. It's fact check. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Fact check. But even the fact that they're publishing that is surprising. Yes. It says Russia claims massacre in Bucha is staged by Ukraine. So let me pull this one up. It says as the world reacts in horror to the image and videos of deaths and destruction left behind in parts of the Kiev region after Russian forces withdrew from those areas, Russian state media and officials issued a series of denials and counter accusations, in some case, self-contradictory that fueled disinformation surrounding the tragic events. How can you call it disinformation a day after the information came out right, yeah. and you have not been on the yeah, ground right, to exactly. fact check that? Well, that's what they said. 
Yeah. Ukraine's defense ministry alleged that civilians in Bucha and other towns and villages northwest of Kiev were executed arbitrarily while it was occupied by Russian troops for several weeks. So this specifically says that they alleged, which means it has not been fact-checked and verified yet. Yes, but yet they're fact-checking. Yet they're calling the Russian side as fueled by disinformation. Sure. Makes sense, right? Absolutely. It claimed attaching photo uh, it says it claimed attaching photos and videos from the scene that some civilians were killed with their hands tied behind their backs and their bodies were left scattered in the streets. More than 400 bodies now of civilians have been recovered in the area so far according to local officials. But it says in the area. Mm-hmm. Are they talking about the whole town mm-hmm. or in the pit? I think that's the whole town. Okay. So it says uh the claim Russian state media outlets and government officials initially made no comments on the allegations that Moscow forces were behind the devastation in parts of the Kiev region. Um, But on Sunday, a Russian telegram channel called War on Fakes, which spreads pro-Kremlin propaganda under the guise of debunking what what it purports are false narratives about Russian atrocities, published a conspiracy theory. This is a conspiracy theory because it's unverified. (laughs) The other one was just alleged facts that are unverified. Okay, got it. Published a conspiracy theory claiming the massacre was staged by Ukrainian armed forces and foreign media outlets. So this is one of the Russian stories. The, The next one is even further bizarre than this one. Okay. This says the Russian defense ministry, which at the stage... That stage had not issued an official comment, uh, reposted the article on its own Telegram channel. So I'm going to see if I this has the video. Give me just a second. Uh, is it going to let? Okay, so this is the video. They, they are claiming that um, one of the bodies, you see a hand moving, and one of the bodies after it drives by, you see in the rearview rear mirror that it like sits up. Hmm. I don't buy it because I've watched this video, but I'm going to... Let you watch it and see. Can you see that okay? Uh, not really. Well, can you full screen it? Um, I'm trying. It's not allowing that. No, I can't. So, okay. all right, all right. So, I'll just so I think this was the body here. You see that movement right there, that speck of movement? No. Oh my gosh. Well, people can see it. Pretend like you see it. <laughs> Say yes. Wow. Wow, that was great, wasn't it? What it looks like when you rewind it and do it in slow motion is there's a speck on the windshield, and when it drove by, it appeared to like move up his arm, and it looks kind of like its hand moves. Gotcha. Okay. I don't buy that one. Yeah. Then this was the next one. See that body? You do see that body there. Right, right. I do see that one. All right. So when you look in the rear view mirror, it kind of looks like that body moves, but it all. You see in the rear view mirror? Right, right. It's going, it's going, and then it kind of. Looks like it moved a little. Yeah. It kind of looks to me like it was like the angle was shifting as the car pulled around it. So those are supposedly the evidence that this whole thing was staged. That, hey, these are like live people like pretending to be dead bodies for videos. It's very thin. It's very, um, like, it doesn't really hold a lot of weight, in my opinion. Says among the evidence used in the purported debunk are claims that a dead body can allegedly be seen moving its arm, while another appears to sit up after the car with the camera operator passed by. Uh, the same fo- post also claims, seemingly in self-contradiction, that Ukrainian armed forces shelled the town after Russian troops left, which could also have resulted in civilian deaths. Which that's also possible as well. Um, 
talks about it goes on to say without evidence that a mass grave in Bucha was dug up was dug by Ukrainian army because they barricaded the town over a month ago by blowing up a bridge near Irpin. The suggestions that the image and video from Bucha are either fake or staged or both then spread to other Russian language channel and were reshared in English, German, Italian, and other languages on Twitter and other social media channels. Um Goes on to say, Russian officials and media outlets commenting on the events later on present a number of versions of what had occurred, including claims that Russian troops had withdrawn by the time the alleged massacre took place, that the bodies are in fact actors performing for Western journalists, or that the massacres were actually carried out by Ukrainians themselves. The other day, another fake attack was carried out in the city of Bucha in Kiev. So this is Russian's... Uh, foreign minister saying another fake attack was carried out in Bucha in Kiev um, after the Russian servicemen left the area in accordance with the plans and agreements reached. A fake attack was staged there a few days later, and it's being fomented on all channels and social media by Ukrainian representatives and their Western patrons. This is the Yugoslavian scenario being played out. I don't know what that means. One of the most prominent pro-Kremlin TV hosts says, claimed without offering any evidence. Soon they'll be accusing us of genocide. <laughs> yes. I mean, that took a matter of 20 seconds. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bucha was never under full control, he says. As our troops left, a neo-Nazi brigade entered and shot up the civilians. How do they know that? Well, that's that's the next story I want to get okay. into, which okay. is okay. the Russian Times version, which gotcha. is Russian state-sponsored media. Right. That one is... Almost more convincing than like the guys aren't moved and these are right. actually alive like crisis right. actors. Sure. Um, like they they claim happens at every school shooting right. and the Vegas shootings and stuff. And I, I mean, possibly could happen. So the facts. So that was the claim. This is the okay. facts. The facts that are unverified and alleged. Okay. While it's difficult to establish an exact chronology of events in the lead-up to the Russian withdrawal, evidence suggests that Russian forces exited the town somewhere between March 31st and April 2nd, a few days after Russian Defense Ministry announced it was refocusing the special military operation. That's what I talked about in the beginning. Uh, Posts from Ukrainian soldiers fighting to take back the occupied territories, including Bucha and Irpin, stated that a tentative ceasefire began March 31st, though the town council issued a warning on the morning of April 1st, that it was not yet safe for civilians to return, as there could still be Russian forces and parts of it could be booby-trapped with mines. That doesn't mean the Russian forces are still right. there. That's not facts to me. That's yeah. like, hey, this could still be right. a hot zone. Yeah. yeah, Everybody be careful. It could be. So yeah. so this Newsweek is coming out and being like, well, the Russians claim that they left before the massacre, but we know that as late as April 1st, uh, the... The town council was warning that they're still forces. No, they're right. they're warning that there may be forces booby trapping the area. Right, it's right. not saying that they're. Sp- I mean, you think if on that day there was still Russian forces massacring people, right? That's what would be in the report. Be yeah. like, just a warning. They are genociding us in the streets right now. It is yeah. not safe. Not uh, there could still be Russian f- forces out there booby trapping right. the area. Yeah. You right. think that'd be something that would come up? Yeah. And bit. I'm going to get into, uh, in the Russian Times timeline, um, some more inconsistencies. Like, why wouldn't that have been brought up then that right. this happened? Uh, let's let's keep going. Is there anything else on this one? It says, videos published 
show, as early as April 1st, show Ukrainian forces clearing the town streets as they comment on devastation around them. Yes, it's a war zone. There's devastation right, around yeah, them. Right. Um, the footage appears to contradict the misleading narrative that the gap between the liberation of the region and the emergence of photo and video evidence proves the whole story was staged. It, again, it's a war zone. Right, yeah. It's a, it's a right. freaking war zone. There's going to be devastation. Yeah. There's going to be dead bodies. Uh, that still leaves a gap in there for, like, staging bodies. Right. I mean, these people that were cleaning up the devastation could have been putting the bodies in that pit to make it look like a mass right. grave. There's, Absolutely. There's a wide-open yeah. uh, space there. Right. Yeah. Of a couple days where they could have been throwing them and burying and throwing yeah. them in and being like, look, it's right. a mass grave. Yeah, we don't want to leave them on the road. Yeah. Let's just throw them in the pit over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it could it have been be pulling them out. a combination of Russian and Ukrainians. That, well, that's what I said in the beginning. They yeah. weren't digging up. They had no idea what the nationalities are. They could yeah. have been fucking Russian soldiers that right. had gotten taken out. Yeah. Who knows? Who, I mean, we're taking their word on this. Right. We're taking the mayor's word on this. We're taking Zelensky's word on yeah. this. Both of which are obviously biased. Yeah, it says international journalists were allowed into the town on April 2nd, which is close to the time that the first visual reports of atrocities began to emerge. Mikhailo Podolak, an advisor to President Volodymyr Zelensky, shared some of the earliest I images, as did agents France Press, Associated Press, and other international news agencies. So... It says, notably, Russian Defense Ministry on Sunday, April 3rd, claimed its forces had fully withdrawn by March 30th. But just two days earlier, on the morning of April 1st, it claimed to maintain full control of the Bucha areas. Hmm. So, on one hand, you're saying they're fucking lying. But on the other hand, they're like, well, you guys said on April 1st that you had full control. Well, w w as we know... Russia lies. <laughs> right. So how can you say one's obvious a lie because Russia lies and then turn around and be like, but they did say that they were in full control on April 1st. Right. How many, how many like aggressors in a military action come out and say, hey, guys, we're losing control publicly? Right, yeah. No, no most no, of the time they're like, no, no, no we, we, we have full control. Everything under control. Everything's right here. Yeah. No, we're, we're, we're just pressing forward. Things are moving right. smashingly. Yeah, right. They never like, oh, we're getting our asses kicked yeah. here. <laughs> Pray for us. <laughs> Thoughts yeah. and prayers for us. I mean, yeah. So, so, I mean, I don't buy the stage story. No, as far I as the crisis actors and the right. like, yeah. I buy possibly that they could have manipulated the scene and made it look yeah. to be something that it wasn't. I mean, that's that's highly possible. Yeah. But I, I watched that video in slow motion, and you can clearly see there's like a speck on the windshield that goes, but when it goes by, it goes by the guy's hand. Right. And so it looks kind of like the guy's hand moves. Yeah. And then the other one just looks like they're like going the around him, and it just changes angles. So That's funny. So I don't buy that one. Yeah. So uh, let me figure out where I'm at on my notes here. Hmm. So what what what's your opinion so far? Yeah, I, I still I, I haven't seen any evidence we, uh, that makes me think that it's a genocide. But I feel like this one here is still grasping at straws. You know, absolutely, it's it is. Uh, right. It's Russia trying to cover their ass. Yeah, if everything that I r thought about the situation on Russia's side was depended on this statement right. here, I'd be like, yeah, you're yeah. just trying to cover your ass. Right. In yeah. All of exactly. This. Um, yeah. yeah. You're probably more guilty than you're yeah. not. But but again, you know. Unless, you know, I mean, if the Ukrainian army 
really feel like, okay, this is a war crime, right? Would they not try to seal the area off? No, they're going to bulldoze it. I guarantee Well, of course they are, because they, they don't want anybody to come and, and mm-hmm. check it out. They don't want anybody verifying it. Mm-hmm. And it's just... Because it's an emotional appeal. Yeah, that's all this is. Uh, Absolutely. The baby's in the incubators. Right. Again. But for this Newsweek to say, to utter the words, allegedly, uh, this happened. So that's obviously the fact. Because it specifically titled it, the facts of the case. Right. Uh, But but, allegedly. Right. That's not facts. If you have to say the words allegedly, that's by definition not facts. You still don't have the facts. You're still making a a theory Mm -hmm. on what happened. Yes. So then that moves on to the the most bizarre of all of it, which is what the Russian state-sponsored media is is bringing up. Okay. So I've got this timeline. This is the timeline of how... Uh, the Russian troops viewed the whole situation there in Bucha specifically. Okay. Uh, it says, Russia and Ukraine trade accusations over Bucha civilian deaths. Um, this is the timeline on RussianTimes.com, I think. Okay. RussianTimes.Russia or slash Russia or something like that. I don't know. Russian Times. Just look it up. Okay. So I'm going to pull this one up. And this is the one I want to focus the most on in this half of the show. Let me blow this up so my old-ass eyes can read it. It says, Ukraine has accused Russian troops of committing war crimes in the city of Bucha. We know. We've we've talked about that. However, Moscow insists that the allegations are baseless and has implied that the Ukrainian government is manipulating the media to smear Russia. Could you imagine that? No, not at all. No? You couldn't imagine Western media just trying to have a smear campaign against Russia? No. It's all honesty. Says days after the withdrawal, Kiev accused the Russian military of committing numerous atrocities in Bucha. Moscow has denied the allegations and unsuccessfully tried to call a UN Security Council meeting to discuss what it claims to be an attempt to frame its forces. So the UN is like, no, 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 we're not hearing it. According to Russian Times, Moscow is the ones that reached out and was like, uh, can we can we talk about that? We just want to talk about this and. They have not been successful in connecting with See, the U.N. Security uh, Council. That raises think, red flags. I was going to say, don't you think the U.N. would be all over that shit? Yeah, you'd think that they'd be like, all right, let's hear it. Let's yeah. hear what you got to say here. It says, Russian's Foreign Intelligence Service earlier warned that Kiev was working to downplay footage of what appeared to be Ukrainian soldiers torturing Russian prisoners of war. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. They're shooting them in the legs. The Russian military had warned that Provocations could be staged by the Ukrainian side in order to manipulate the public and political opinion in the West. Here's a timeline of how the events unfolded. Again, this is the Russian Times version of the timeline right. of events. So we can't really say that this right. is act, like actual yeah. either because Again, this biased. is biased. It could be them covering their asses. Yeah. Obviously, they don't want this to fall on them. Right. So March 27th. Footage of alleged torture of the Russian POWs appears. So that's that's when this happened. March 27th is okay. when that fo- footage came out, and we didn't hear about it. It says, footage of what appeared to be the sol- Ukrainian soldiers shooting Russian prisoners of war in the legs was published on social media. Uh, the perpetrators were apparently members of Ukraine's ultra-nationalist forces, or the Nazis. Right. The presence of these neo-Nazi units was cited by Moscow as one of the reasons justifying the military attack against the country in February. Remember, Putin said, hey, there's Nazis. We don't right. like Nazis. We're going to attack. Right. March 29th, there was the talks in Istanbul, where 
the Russian military announced its partial drawdown and like to refocus. Right. We talked about that too. March 29th, Russia warns of staged videos. So before this all came out, apparently on March 29th, they're like, they're going to stage some videos to make us look really shitty here. So, mm. so be prepared for this. Maybe, maybe they committed these atrocities and wanted to get ahead of the story when they right. realized, oh shit, we're about to be overrun and we got yeah. all these dead bodies here. Let's get ahead of this story and be like, oh, they're going to stage videos here. So right. that doesn't, the fact that they weren't of staged videos doesn't mean they didn't do it because, right. again, that could be them trying to cover, cover their, their own asses. Ass. Yeah. Russian military claimed that Ukrainian government ordered its ultra-nationalist forces to produce staged videos purportedly showing evidence of crimes committed by Russian troops against civilians. The footage was supposed to incriminate Russian soldiers in mass killings, robbery, damage to social infrastructure, said General Mikhail Mit- Mitzintsev. Uh, March 31st, the mayor of Bucha declares the city is liberated. So this is the one I wanted you to pay close attention to. In a video addressed by Mayor Antoly Fedoruk, declared his city liberated from the Russian orcs and called it a major victory for Ukrainian defenders. So March 31st, he comes out publicly and says, guys, we won. We took Bucha back. We took Bucha back. It's been liberated. All Russian troops had withdrawn from the city on the previous day, according to Russia. Both Moscow and media uh, covering the conflict reported. So all the media reported that Russia had fully withdrawn from the city the day before. The mayor at the time made no mention of any purported Russian war crimes in his celebratory speech. Mm -hmm. Remember, they were saying, well, on whatever date... uh, there was clearly all this devastation and dead bodies. So we, I mean, fact checkers say right. we knew about it. We just hadn't got people. Right. The mayor himself did not mention at right. all. Oh, and by the way, they committed genocide here. Right. Yeah, there is mass graves with, uh, oh, hundreds of bodies in them. Interesting. I mean, maybe, maybe he wanted this to appear more of a positive, right, and not He's, focus on the negative at the time. You would know. I mean, I'm trying to play both yeah, sides. No, here. I know you're playing devil's advocate. I'm trying to. I mean, that would that would still make them look shitty and make people's opinions turn against the Russians. But yeah. I mean, I guess there is the case to be made. Like maybe he just wanted to boost the people's spirits there mm-hmm. and be like, Woo-hoo. "Hey, hey, guys, we did it!" And yeah, then we got them. Let's focus on the shitty stuff later. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's possible. It's possible. I, yeah. I, I won't discount Probable? anything. No. No, you don't think he would, would gloss over that significant detail? I, I don't think so, because I think I think people would feel that. Mm-hmm. I mean, people would know that, and they're not going to want to celebrate knowing that their their friends and neighbors have got massacred, you know? Well, you think he'd be like, even with the fact that they right. brutally massacred yeah. thousands. Right. And all but eliminated us. Even yeah. with that, yeah. we still overcame right. and were victorious. Yeah, they would. Yeah, we paid a heavy price, but hey, we got to hold them off. And, and you guys, you know, we'll, we'll mourn, but you should be proud. So then it talks about this Kiev publicity damage control on April first. Says Russian's foreign intelligence service claimed it intercepted uh, communication between the government of Ukraine and Britain, of course. 
discussing the publicity fallout from the alleged torture videos of them shooting POW. So they're just like, hey, we got a PR disaster yeah, right. going on yeah. here. You guys are supposed to be the good guys. Stop. Right. <laughs> Says the SVR, or the, the Foreign Intelligence Service, uh, stated Western governments were aware of the violations of international human humanitarian laws by Kiev and were willing to help perpetrators remain unaccountable. The report didn't mention Bucha or any attempts to fabricate evidence of war crime. So, so th this report that Russia claims they intercepted between Ukraine and Britain, they're talking about their own possible war crimes that, hey, we we just kind of want to brush these under the rug, but never once mention, well, the other side committed atrocity, like Right. basically genocide you think that would kind of be part of the conversation if this report yeah, if right. this conversation actually happened right again this is russian state-sponsored media Absolutely. and russian intelligence the same day Zelensky says says uh president Volodymyr Zelensky downplayed the dark side of ukrainians nazis of the azov battalion in an interview with fox news the broadcaster brett bayer asked Zelensky about azov's widely covered neo-Nazi affiliation and allegations of atrocities mounted against them. Zelensky's response? They are what they are. <laughs> so Fox News even was just like, we hear you got Nazis and they're really mean and they, yeah, right. they commit atrocities. And Zelensky's like, basically in Ukraine, it was like, uh, we got good people on both sides of the whole thing. You know, that's basically what it sounds like. It's right, like, yeah. well, they are, they, they are, they are yeah, what they are. They are, but you know, we're. we're I mean, we're, they're we're, they're helpful. Yeah, they uh, they they're there. They're their own thing. Right. We we let them be them. Yeah, and right. Says, um, so they are what they are. Zelensky remarked in response before explaining how the formerly volunteer battalion contributed, like you said, they're helpful, right. uh, to the defense of Ukraine against Russia and was subsequently integrated into the national military. So yeah. basically, uh, they're, they're helpful. So yeah, just right. You know, they're, they're militant. They train on the weekends. Um, so they're much better than our military. Sure. Um, I have notes as I'm going through this, so give me a second. Sure. Yeah. So, again... Uh, I'll I'll just move on because I lost my. But voice. you would think that that okay that would be a sticking point, right? <laughs> I mean, okay, again, he's familiar with the Holocaust, <laughs> right? 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 You think I at least deny? Oh no, that they're full of shit. They're not yeah, Nazis, right? We oh, we, don't, we have, don't have Nazis because or, yeah. my grandpa died right. in the exactly. Holocaust. So if you're gonna use that card of oh genocide, well he knows what that means, mm -hmm. but still be like. Nazis are not. Nazis will be Nazis. Nazis will Nazi. <laughs> exactly. So the next day, apparently Ukrainian commandos were deployed to Bucha because, remember, April 2nd, they sent out the alarm saying, right. hey, there might still be booby traps and Russian forces here. Right. So apparently, according to Russia... Ukrainian deployed commandos, these safari commandos. That sounds way cooler. Yeah, it it probably is. Says the Ukrainian National Police said it deployed safari commandos uh, regiment to Bucha to clear the territory of saboteurs and Russian troop collabor collaborators, as well as to inspect the sites of war crimes committed by Russia. Evidence of purported Russian atrocities in Bucha began to pour out from the city the same day that these 
commandos came into the city. So this is why they're saying, hey, it's a coincidence. These hard-charging commandos come to clear the city, and all of a sudden, everybody's now talking about genocide and and mass murder and stuff. When nobody had mentioned these things uh, a couple days ago, not even in his victory speech, not in these uh, communications between the Ukraine and the UK, Uh, now— after April 2nd, these commandos roll through, these hard-ass commandos, yeah. and now, all of a sudden, war crimes. But it does say that they were there to inspect war crimes committed, so they could have easily been like, eh, look, war crimes right there. Yeah, like, well, we don't see any. <laughs> well, there's a war crime right there. <laughs> there's another one. <laughs> it says, um, images from the city showed streets littered with bodies in civilian clothes, some with their hands bound behind their backs. Kiev claimed Russian soldiers... S- summarily executed civilians before withdrawing from the city. The scale of destruction in Bucha indicated that Russia attempted to subject Ukrainian people to genocide, Ukrainian Foreign Ministry Dmitry Kuleba claimed. On April 3rd, the prosecutor general's office reported recovering 410 bodies of civilians from the city. Western officials condemned Russia, taking Ukrainian allegations at face value. Contravening evidence... On that same day. Okay. So so that was what Ukraine said. Right. Russia saying Ukraine said. This is their contradictory evidence. Okay. Apparently there was a clip published and later deleted by the Ukrainian military, so a video, of a military commander, Sergei Korot- Korotki, Korotki, which showed Ukrainian troops in Bucha discussing engagement rules. So it says Karatki, who was formerly a citizen of Belarus, is an open neo-Nazi who went to Ukraine back in 2014 to fight in the ranks of the notorious Azov Battalion, the ones that he said Nazis will be Nazis. Uh, In Russia, Karatki is wanted on multiple murder charges already. So he was one of the commanders of this commando, like the, what did they call him? The... the, um, Safari commandos? Yes. He was one of them. Apparently, one of the fighters in the video can be heard asking, is it okay to shoot the guys not wearing blue armbands, identifying Ukrainian soldiers? The response was an an affirmative, you bet. Mm -hmm. Some civilians apparently killed in Bucha were wearing white armbands. Russian troops reportedly asked civilians to wear white armbands to identify themselves as non-combatants. So the Russian side of this, the Russian narrative in all of this, is that when Russian troops were there, uh, the Ukrainian military forces would wear the blue armbands for the Ukrainian colors. Well, when they were there, they asked all the citizens to wear, instead of blue, wear white armbands so they could identify them. Apparently, according to Russia, they were more humanitarian. They were like, we want to distinguish between the people trying to kill us and the people not trying to kill right. us. So could you put on these white armbands? Yeah. And so what the Russians are saying is Ukrainian, those those Nazi commandos or whatever, safari yeah. commandos came in, and they can be heard on video saying— Hey, anybody without a blue armband, can we kill them too? And he's like, absolutely. Yeah, go go for it. Kill them. Because they saw those as Russian sympathizers, right. according to okay. Russian-sponsored media. So they're basically gotcha. like traitors. And it's like, yeah, right. kill, fucking kill yeah. them too. And so that, that makes me wonder, did they roll through and then kill off all these freaking Russian sympathizers that are 
Ukrainian civilians. And then all of a sudden, the rest of the forces came in. They're like, oh, shit, what are we going to do with this? And then right. they now they have to cover their asses of their freaking neo-Nazi right. faction because yeah. uh, Azov or the Nazis did what Nazis do. Right. It, right, yeah. It's like they will be them. Yeah. And now are are they covering up those crimes by calling it Russian genocide? Right, yeah. I mean, uh, there, there's... There's so much to this. Yeah. If you look at both sides, but we're not allowed to look at that side because right. it's Russian state sponsored right. media. They're automatically lying. So like I said, is it possible that Ukrainian or Ukraine government is covering for the Nazis that will be Nazis? Right. Absolutely. Like hearing that now what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean it, it it before it was okay. They're trying to garner sympathy or they're trying to cover up for their own mm-hmm. atrocities. But now it's like, well, you know, you lay down with dogs, you get fleas, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you're going to bring Nazis into your military and you know what they are yeah. and know how they act and, you know, and again, I don't know how you can believe one over the other. Sure. But, but you know, it does give another angle to it that, okay, shit, we, we let this dude from Belarus who's a, a Nazi – who you hates know, Russians? Who hates, hates Russian speaking right. people? And, and he identified these group of villagers as sympathizers. So he's yeah. just like, "Well, they're just as bad. So let's take them out too." Yeah. Well, look at those pussies wearing white armbands. Yeah. Let's kill them. And interesting, the picture that showed the one guy tied up. Mm-hmm. He's tied up with what appears to be like a white piece of cloth. So I'm wondering if they oh, took their do- the white wow. armband off and tied him up and shot him. Yeah. So I mean, there's not enough evidence on either side. To come out and say it was clearly those people right. responsible. Right. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice to think that why the hell would Ukrainians kill off Ukrainians? But when right. you come at it from this angle of, uh, we talked several weeks ago that these Nazis that kind mm-hmm. of came infiltrated into the military hate the Russians, and right. that's why Putin is calling was calling it genocide right. in the Donbass and, region right. because those were mostly Russian-speaking Ukrainians. Yeah. Um and so he's saying these Nazis, we got to get rid of the Nazis that are genociding. And now um, these possible Russian sympathizers get taken out by the same Nazis. I mean, right. I, it, it's believable. Right. Absolutely. It it's is. It's at least as believable as the Russians oh, committed absolutely. genocide. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So, but, but this is obviously only coming from Russia. So it's right. obviously disinformation. Right. And on our side, it's got to be the facts because it's what. Right. It's the, what we're buying. The West Western yeah. media and Ukraine is saying. I mean, how shitty of it would be would it be if uh, Zelensky was like, you know, well, you know, they're Ukrainian citizens. We didn't know what they were going to do, you know, and and throw them under the bus. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't that lose sympathy? You one would think on the national stage. How so sh- how shitty would it be? And I mean, this is this is way speculating. How shitty would it be for maybe? What if Zelensky's like the the ethnic cleanser and he's like, you know, we got a lot of Russian speaking people that are really making a lot of problems right, here. Right. So, I mean, we got these Nazi yeah. people that have no problem killing Russians. So we could make this we could work this to our advantage. We could take out the Russian people, like the Russian speaking Russian sympathizers, and Right. We could also blame them for genocide. So, yeah, well, I mean, and, and you could say problem. that Zelensky did that just as much as you could oh, say absolutely. Putin, Putin did, did that. It. Yeah, and here's my problem with Zelensky is 
he's a fucking actor, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he he came from a show about a comedian who accidentally became president, and he somehow accidentally became president. Right, right. So, I mean, he's gonna have the a mind for drama, anyways. Right. So again, he is just as untrustworthy as as Putin, in, as far as I'm in concerned. my opinion. Yes. I mean, they're. And, I have and, no and, soft side for Zelensky and all that. I don't no. know who Zelensky from Putin. Who's the no. better guy here? No. Who's doing? And, and when who's you have side a guy take? who who you know his his family was murdered by Nazis, but then he is okay with Nazis. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes you question. Okay, who is this guy? Right. Exactly. And for him to say they are what they are. Right. That to me, if. Say, for example, Donald Trump. Yeah. God rest his soul. Um, on after the Charlottesville thing, they're like, hey, guy, hey, uh, Trump, there was uh, a bunch of Nazis there. If he was just be like, oh, they are what they are. Yeah. I mean, that would be 10 times worse than him saying, oh, there's good sides. On, there was good right. people on both sides of that argument. Right. And they, they I mean, they ran with that. Oh, for yeah. him to come out and say, oh, the Nazis will be Nazis. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he would be he'd be fucking gone immediately. Absolutely. He would be right. labeled more of a Nazi sympathizer than yeah. he was already labeled. But, but How can you not label Zelensky as yeah. a Nazi sympathizer for saying those fucking words? Because that's the part from the Western media you don't hear about. You you don't Fox hear about Fox News it. is even trying even tr- Did you hear Fox News come out and say uh, he's an op- Nazi sympathizer. After that, that that was right. a Fox News interview yeah. with Zelensky, and they're like, "Hey, we're hearing of Nazis," and he's like, "Yeah, they are what they are." Right. Did you hear Fox? Did you ever see on Fox no. News website Zelensky's a Nazi right. sympathizer? No. no, no, fuck no, yeah. no. It's more covered up. It's like, yeah, because there's probably Nazis somewhere, but you yeah. know, because uh, because in their in their eyes, right now, Putin is the big bad, mm-hmm. Russians the bad guy. And whatever it takes to make to make them the bat, whatever it takes to turn people against and, them. Uh, let's and that's where it. that's always led us. Like, oh, I, uh, absolutely. Uh, in Syria, we sided with the the faction that, yeah. in the end, ended up turning yeah. into ISIS. Yeah. And then all right. of a sudden, we're just like, oh shit, we gotta fight ISIS too yeah. while we fight. We, we we did a show a couple weeks ago that showed all the stupid shit we did to to keep the communists out of power. Mm-hmm. And who we turn to, and all the authoritarian strongmen, and this is one more case of that. Mm-hmm. So, what's your opinion now, after reading all of this? What happened in Bucha, or do you have any idea? I I have no idea, but I think you need to treat both sides as culpable. Mm-hmm. And again, you, you need to send in, you know. If the UN or or whoever is in charge of that actually cares, they need to say, "Don't touch shit." Yeah, don't tape don't it off. Any, We're sending out. our investigator. Yeah, don't touch don't anything. Go looking for your relatives. Yeah, because nothing. if you do, then you're an accessory, mm-hmm. right? You're you're contaminating crime scene. Right. If you want to bring up Putin on charges of war yeah. crimes, we have to investigate exactly. this as a war right. crime. Exactly. And. Vice versa. You gotta follow the evidence. Right. And again, I, I feel like it's just all gonna get buried. Oh, it will. And then they're gonna scream yeah. genocide it, for the next it, whatever. Especially if it does turn out to be the, the Nazis or, you know, the Ukrainian people or whatever. If it does turn out, you'll never hear about it. Or if even in the Ukrainians just piled up bodies to make it yeah. look like Right, right. You'll I mean, never hear about it. No. And so from this moment forward, 
for, from two days forward, it's always going to be, well, Russian committed genocide in Ukraine. Absolutely. That's going to be the running narrative from now until it comes out yeah. quietly down the road. Hey, we, we kind of retract yeah. this statement. Is Putin a shitty person? Absolutely. Sure. But he had a horrible mom, apparently. <laughs> right. She never hugged him enough. But, you know, but we don't know Zelensky from Adam. And this he can is, be an equally as bad person. If this is a, fir- a false flag, if, I'm not saying it is, if this is a false flag, it's not the first false flag that's happened no, in that war. No. Apparently there was like a hospital, like a, a maternity ward that got blown up, and they're like, oh, they targeted this maternity ward yeah. um, through airstrikes or something. And it turns out the Ukrainian military had infil- infiltrated this maternity ward and all the oh yeah the, they're using all, it as human shields well they, they had actually sent them to other hospitals and they were just using it kind of as a base and then it was, and i had seen another report that a shell blew up next to it it wasn't an airstrike it was just like a stray shell yeah. had blown up to it not a targeted airstrike so that's a blatant yeah. mis misinformation that's used to uh, stir emotions. Oh, they're targeting right. hospitals. They're yeah. targeting maternity wards, yeah. kind of like babies in incubators. But, I mean, you know, Zelensky just going on the Grammys last night. Mm, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, co- it, conveniently, the same day they released the report of the day after yeah. they released the po- report of genocide, they didn't get him on the, the other one. Right. Um, but they got him. For the the Grammys, he had to come on and and scream genocide. Yeah, and right. you know that's that's all he talked oh, about was screaming yes. genocide and uh, extermination of my people just yeah. to uh, trigger that emotional response from us. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, this could be exactly what the mainstream says. It could absolutely it could be. be a shitty like massacre, not yeah. genocide. We're we're right. just gonna throw out that this was genocide based yeah. on the definition. Right. This is not genocide. Yeah. Uh, but a massacre. Absolutely. It, it happens. It's highly possible. Soldiers, Again. in the heat of battle, they, they get a little carried away, and they just start gunning people down, and they're like, shit, why stop? Right. They're the same as those people over there. Let's right. shoot them, too. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're Ukrainians. Let's shoot them yeah. all. I mean, but again, war is shitty. War is, war is yeah. a dirty business. How is this different than the examples we gave of Iraq, the examples we gave in Afghanistan, the examples we gave of uh, Zelensky's men shooting POWs right. in the kneecaps? Right. How How is this any more of a war crime than those yeah. scenarios? And how is Putin to be held on war crime charges? Yeah. Because you know what happens when you're convicted of war crimes? Who was convicted of war crimes? Saddam Hussein. And he was right. hung by the neck. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they took him out and hung him by the neck. Yeah, and I mean, it's not just like oh, slap more sanctions. When you're right. a when you're a leader convicted of war crimes, yeah. that gives them right to go in and yeah, lynch you for yeah. it. And and to be honest, if they can get him on war crimes, then he'll probably lose a lot of his allies. Oh, absolutely. So even MSNBC now is after this whole toxic genocide there there was like a reporter on msnbc that's like we got to take direct action against putin now it's just like yeah and that's that's and those are what the are pacifists right? yeah it's that's that's the whole direction they they want to suck us into this yeah. war they want to give us more reason to uh meddle in this mm-hmm. this affair here than we're already meddling as is yeah yeah absolutely so what now where does this go do, do we go take putin out uh, do we? Uh, do you think we put boots on the ground now with this? Uh, do you think we slap more sanctions on? What What do you think happens now? 
I think they slap more sanctions on them. I think that um, they will probably send more weapons to Ukraine. Oh, yeah. More nukes to Poland. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Poland's already to accept our nukes. Yeah. You know, they probably got a big banner, like, welcome, nukes. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, it's just... But Biden still does not have the balls, and rightly so, to go up against Russia. He shouldn't go up against Russia. No, he should not. He should not, because you do not want to turn this into an actual world war. No, but people do. People want that. I know. MSNBC wants that. Absolutely, because they're they're stupid. But (laughs) they... But people don't realize the escalation that this can do. And also, I think that they they naively want Biden to come out as some big hero in all this. Mm-hmm. Be like, wow, he was right. Yeah. Look, how, look how strong and brave he is. Yeah, right? he came out against a genocidal maniac. Yeah. I mean, if you can make anybody out to be a genocidal maniac, you can do whatever the hell you want right? against those people oh, now. Yeah. Look at look at Bush. Yeah. Right? What he was able to do when they hate our freedom. Yeah. Right? Look at uh, Gaddafi. I mean, we yeah. could, they called him a genocidal maniac yeah. that took him out. Uh, just any of these people that yeah. become genocidal maniacs end up... Yeah. In the end, being taken out eventually. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a mess. It's a it freaking a mess. mess. And it's going to get messier. We don't have a side on this. I don't. I don't either. I don't know if this is Russians or if this is Nazis. It's funny. We we actually came out publicly today and called Vladimir Zelensky a Nazi sympathizer. We didn't yes. beat around the bush. We actually straight yeah. up said... He's a fucking Nazi sympathizer. Yeah. Based on the United States' definition now of right. Nazi sympathizers, he's way, way further than that. Yeah. So. You know, and and the, the thing is, the international community does not care about no. this. Because, no, again, if they funny. did, they would treat it like an actual crime and try to figure out what's going on. And, no, but they, they just want to make a big story. You saw yeah. the headline. They'll pull up that headline again. Yeah. All they care about is this. Yeah. Genocide. Plastered all over all the headlines in big, bold letters. Yeah. Because that stirs an emotional response. Right. It doesn't matter what actually happened there. Right. It doesn't matter what evidence points at. We're not going to look at the evidence. All that matters is we generated a headline that yeah. said genocide. Yeah. And we got Zelensky to come on the Grammys and right. say Genocide. And right. if you say it enough times, it's true, right? Absolutely. I right. mean, that's how how facts work nowadays. If the right people right. say it enough times, it's got to be and true. And enough people see it. Yes. So I haven't heard any other, like I said, any other person really covering this mm. in the last few days. So I guess, are we getting out in front of it, or you think it's just going to go away? I don't see it going away. I don't see it going away. I, I think people will start asking questions, but it'll be like a couple weeks down the road. Yeah. So... But again, it's not going to matter. What do y'all think? Do you think Putin committed genocide and wants the Ukrainian people to be exterminated? Do you think war is just a fucking dirty-ass business that we should never have anything to do with in the right. first place? That's that's what I'm leaning towards. That's what War I'm sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry, people die in war. Yeah. And people die shitty ways in war. There's not yeah. a humane way to die in war. Right. I and and there's not there's no such thing as oh well we won't hurt the civilians right that never happens no. so we are out of time for this one this has been a bright spirited one I guess talking it's about been genocide yeah I we I don't think we ever covered genocide what, what are we on... up next week uh, starvation <laughs> pestilence <laughs> something I don't know all the 
all the plagues. I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens next week. But I can guarantee you that we will be here next week, yes, 7 we p.m. Central Standard Time. As always, every single Monday night, we are here. As long as something insane doesn't happen, we'll be back doing the same Absolutely. thing. Make sure you check that out. Invite all your friends. Invite your family because this is a, this is a family program here. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> invite your children. Right. We'll, we'll have a nice uh, family-oriented discussion about genocide and mass murder <laughs> and, and Nazis. Um, share this shit all over social media because that's how you help us out. That's how you support us. We always say you're our biggest sponsors. Um just by listening primarily, but then also by sharing this with one other person, two other people, yeah. uh, you're helping us get this thing to be a bigger and better thing. Like I said in the beginning, we're just here to to stretch your brains and I- expose shit for what it is instead of just following the mainstream media narrative or following this narrative or that narrative. We like to expand out to all the sides of the topic and stretch our own brains and stretch your brains to actually freaking come up with a conclusion for yourself and expose bullshit for bullshit. So uh, share this around because somebody else will probably love you for it too. Absolutely. We're going to get out of here. Um, We'll see you next week, same time, same channel. Otherwise, check us out for the weekend wrap-up, which is where we wrap up the week, which comes out on the weekend. Yes. Have a great rest of your week. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell Podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zielinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.